Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Spitballing. I'm Matt Taylor here with my good buddy. Kyle Robinson. And we have a returning guest, Amy with a Y. Hello. We've missed you terribly. We have. It's um, been a long we time. were just talking about that. It's uh, it's been about four months since our last podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know, life's been busy. Matt was in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of was. I took a trip. I went to I went to California and then to Texas and then back. So I was gone a little over a month, and that kind of just put a kink so in the works. Jail and then we just didn't. Would really have been preferable. <laughs> Actually, I had fun. Until I got to Texas. But, yeah. Yeah. but I was just saying that the last podcast we do was with Angel, and I think the podcast before that was with Amy, so Amy is back. So too. Uh, yeah. You might be the, uh, the most consecutive returning guest. I like to be the token women on podcasts. Well, that's token actually women. exactly um, what you I, There was another show I did called Right to Reason, and I was, I was like absolutely their token female, and he would invite me on all the time to time. I did one panel where it was just... Women in comedy, and it was an atheist show, and it was like five dudes and me, hmm. the token female who was pissing off all the guys about Louis C.K. Anyway, oh man, <laughs> yeah. love that guy. Yeah, I love Louis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. We uh, did. It, by any chance, did you guys see the the Ricky Gervais uh, most recent comedy special that everybody was up in arms about? Mm-hmm. But I, I hate telling other people's jokes and mm-hmm. but <clears throat> this bit he did roughly was talking about how you know about there are uh how people say there aren't any funny women in comedy mm-hmm. and he's like but that's just wrong of course they are i mean they have dicks but they <laughs> which was I, I like and that was how it started and it was mm-hmm. like it was he he was swinging with both both fists i i enjoyed it it's a lot. comedy <laughs> just fucking let it buck i uh I, I, uh, you know, I haven't. I don't watch as much stand up as I should. Like for some reason, uh, Stavros, uh, like who I found on YouTube, who became who became famous on YouTube, apparently. Um, like, like his shit. Like he was just on Joe Rogan a while ago. Oh, okay. Um, like he's super funny, and I don't like. But like everything, if you can, if if I can watch like a five minute clip, mm-hmm. I'm fucking gonna do it. You know. Like, so I just recently discovered Instagram. <laughs> Wow. I, I thought know, I was late to the I game. know that there is Instagram has been out for a while, but I just, I, and I think I, we, we have, or I have an account for spitballing that has like five pictures on it and that's it. And I've never posted <laughs> anything else on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know why, but I decided I wanted to like look at Instagram and I like found the reels on Instagram oh, and yeah. that algorithm has fucking got me nailed because <laughs> all I see now are mm-hmm. jujitsu videos, yep. stand-up comedy, and like forging and building shit. And it, I'm like, and I am quite well, addicted to you. it. Yeah. I don't have a Instagram account, but the reels, um, like you know, you have access to the reels on like they throw out a lot of reels at you on Facebook, right? And yeah, um, I, I was actually I've been a little offended because all my reels are big asses and weightlifting stuff, <laughs> and I'm like. You know, I have more interest in that. So fuck you, Instagram. So actually, um, oh, are you talking about Instagram or are you talking about Facebook? They're uh, interchangeable. You can you can put a reel on Instagram and it will, and, it, and they and show can, up on Facebook. Yeah, because because oh. Facebook owns Instagram. I mean, it's all cross posting. Also, like really? they, they put a, yeah. they put 
Twitter videos on, or not Twitter videos, uh, TikTok. TikTok videos on Facebook as well. Yep. Well, see, that was the originally the thing. I, so I listened to a mm-hmm. Sam Harris podcast a while ago mm-hmm. with a guy who was talking about um, the algorithms of the different, uh, you know, whatever, the different social media things. And apparently TikTok uh, has a completely um, uh, mm, AI-driven algorithm and it's supposed to be amazing it's supposed to be able to like hone in on you so i did the 40, also big asses and weightlifting. the 45 minute tiktok thing so you you for 45 minutes you're supposed to watch tiktok and you're supposed to like try to be as honest as you can with what you like and don't like and really pay attention and by the end of that it's supposed to know you and i got to the end and i was like i don't fucking like any of this shit <laughs> i haven't not seen a video that i thought was interesting or entertaining or that i would ever watch but have you seen my crepe video on TikTok? Um, no, but I just made crepes yesterday, which is I, really bizarre. So TikTok, when TikTok came out, I was like, I'm, I'm too old. I can't do that shit. And all my friends were watching TikTok and they're like, you got to make TikToks. And I just, I had no interest whatsoever. And I finally got a TikTok account and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a TikTok, but it's going to be really boring and it, there's only going to be one. And that's why it'll be funny. So I did one of just literally me pouring batter out for crepes and made Mm. my son film it, put a really fucking annoying song in the background and just put, this is me making crepes. That was the whole thing. So So far it's had like 3,000 views. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Like, really? It's had more views. But the, so I mean, I, if you did it without shoes on, you, people, I mean, would, per, people would definitely well, pay money to see it. I'm I started doing uh, the axe throwing TikToks, <laughs> which those picked up steam too. Um, I ended up doing a second TikTok when I was at Skepticon. Whole nother story. But then I did some axe throwing ones for a while till it wasn't nice out anymore. And then I did the spinny dress one. That fucker took off immediately. So, so uh, nice. on the axe throwing subject... Mm-hmm. Um, like do you have a spot at your house that you're throwing axes at so what happened speaking of which like my tattoo oh yeah a tattoo anyway a a tattoo is that how they pronounce it tattoo a tattoo um yeah so what i think that's a short mexican guy (laughs) something like that (laughs) what happened was my soon-to-be ex-husband actually had built a really nice wooden target did you say axe throwing or x throwing my my Axe throwing at exes. Okay, that's gotcha. a whole other story. I got confused. I'm getting into that one. Um, so no, he had built a really nice wood target, and the intent was to get our kids outside throwing axes. Right. So we thought if we just buy some fucking axes, what kid doesn't want to go outside and throw sharp things? I can't imagine. Right. One. They, so, they don't have lawn darts. We I had, mean, we had lawn darts. So we got the throwing axes. The kids, as they do, went outside, tried it for five minutes, went that was cool, and then never did it again. So this summer, um, when I came home, and dis- uh, there's a whole long story behind it, but basically when I decided to get divorced, I needed a way to both get outside of my house <laughs> and let aggression out well, in yeah. a healthy way. Throwing axes is um, a really good release of So yeah, of tension, I ended up, sure. I'm like, oh, hey, we have these fucking axes and we have this fucking target. And I'm just, I would stand there for three hours just throwing them until I, it, I found that I liked it because... I think with having ADHD, it's something where it forces me to focus for like just a split second. Right. And it's immediate gratification. So you like hear it hitting the thing and it's intuitive. So you have to kind of stand there and figure out how you want to approach it and what the best arm movements are. Isn't it funny? (laughs) We were talking a little bit beforehand about Mm -hmm. ADHD, but like Mm -hmm. how like it's impossible to focus on the shit that you don't want to do. Oh yeah. But if, 
But but if it's something you want to do, but if it's something do, you want to do, three hours straight of do. just oh yeah, going. What? It's the most satisfying. Like I at one point, my soon to be ex came outside and was like, "You're scaring the children." You've been out here for... And I'm like, you know what? Fuck off. No, I'm not. My younger son came out and he was helping me make TikToks. He was kind of being my video videographer. And he made a few TikToks for me where it's all the axes bouncing off, the ones that missed. And then a few uh, ones where they were all hitting. And it, just, it was really fun. I enjoyed it. And then it got fucking cold out. So now I have to go to Roundhouse. Yeah, and I started throwing there, and I'm going to yeah, do it. That's awesome. It's really fun. Yeah. It's just a little mm-hmm. expensive to it go is. and throw axes, but it is a blast. It is, but I started, I just signed my team up for the mm, league. Awesome. Um, All-female team, the Hatchet Hose. I'm so excited. The Hatchet Hose. I like hose. it. But Hose is spelled in the fancy way, because um, uh, we're fancy. So H-E-A-U-X. X. Thank you, yes. So I've got... Uh, four women and three of them have literally never done this before <laughs> but it'll yeah, be fun that's right. it'll be yeah. fun my mom that's got awesome. me some double edged uh, hatchets axes I don't even know hatchet those the other night something like that yeah I'm probably gonna have this they probably are throwing tomahawk think about whatever. hatchet probably ra- a throwing tomahawk think about hatchet ratchet hatchet ratchet maybe I'm definitely gonna bedazzle the handles on all of them uh, oh there you go so, but apparently you can bring any, you can bring your own axes, yeah, you bring whatever you want. Certain requirements though. Which they seems have, like cheating to me. Well, well, that's, so at Roundhouse, I asked um, Rob, the guy who's running them, I guess. He's like, no, you can, you can bring your own. And I had the ones that I had just gotten for Christmas and I'm like, these do? He's like, yeah, I think so. Oh. You can. Well, according and they're to, very lightweight. According so to regulations, like, like yeah. there are, and there are regulations for axe throwing. Sure. <clears throat> there are certain things that mm-hmm. your axe has to have. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's interesting is it absolutely has to have a wooden handle. It can't oh, be sure. composite, which is interesting because like my best they're throwing so axe. Heavy. So I got really into throwing axes <laughs> probably mm, had to be at least 10 years ago. Um, me and Peyton, did that anybody else lose yep. there? Yep. Oh, that sucks. Sure did. Well, anyway, well, I'll I'll get up in a second. I'll finish the story. So Peyton and I uh, got into throwing axes, uh, just heavy. And when I had the shop, I actually set up a axe throwing. Uh, oh, yeah. like ring right in the shop mm-hmm. and so we ended up collecting a bunch of axes and mm-hmm. tomahawks and knives we got into no Ooh, spin I knife, get throwing. knife throwing too. yeah we did a technique called no spin knife throwing mm-hmm. so you don't like go like this and let the knife spin you mm-hmm. hold it more like a baseball and then mm-hmm. you throw it and it and it sails and spins mm-hmm. and it's interesting um it was premiered in the john wick films <laughs> but uh uh we so we would have maybe uh, a dozen throwing mm-hmm. things and we'd be sitting there, play, you know, mm-hmm. fucking around. And then it would be getting, you know, late. Mm-hmm. And, and then Pates would be like, eh, Pop, I think I'm going to go to bed. And I'm like, all right, stick them all. So the rule was you couldn't go to bed <laughs> until you stuck every thing. So right. you had to stick all 12 yeah. items. And uh, sometimes we'd be up late and he would, you know, and he would be like, oh, Jesus Christ. But yeah. Yeah. But right. I think there's something about. Well, about anything like mm-hmm. that. I mean, I do. I get into that with fishing or in, in throwing axes, um, where you get to this point where you're doing it without thought, mm-hmm. and it's really, it's almost meditative. Oh yeah, you know. Um, and with the axe throwing, I think there's definitely th- there's like a warm up period. When I went to Roundhouse the first time, I hadn't done it for a couple of months because it was cold out. I couldn't yep. go outside anymore. So just kind of getting back into actually being able to hit 
the target again took me a while but then once you're there yeah it's just the, the frustrating thing was when i'm at home i can have like four or five of them and I can just do one after the other. You can't right. do that. <laughs> right. You got to throw and one. Yeah, you got to go get it. You're safety not supposed first. to, um, you never, you're never supposed to throw yeah, an ax into a board that, that the ax is in. But, but like yeah. I'm at my house in the yard and I'm not very safety conscious <laughs> and it's more instant gratification. It's really I can bad throw on four your axes time. too. But yeah. I, yeah, that's why mine are all taped up and oh, yeah. look just awful. And my son's up, my 12 year old's always like throw two at a time. So I would start doing yeah, that. Yeah, that's tough. Do tricks. I'm like, I don't so know the problem going. I always have with it is that like I am exceptionally good at it. I mean, not a brag. I just have thrown axes. I've thrown, you know, a hundred thousand times. You know, mm-hmm. I've thrown an axe a hundred thousand times. So I can like I can sit there and just stick after stick after stick. But then I'll go try to explain to somebody how to throw. Oh yeah, and it, it's no like, way. and then I'm like, and then you just are you gonna and then. Because it's can't so unique stick it. to each person, I feel like. Well, it's not even that I can, they can throw. I mm-hmm. just can't. Yeah. yeah. So Tina got a fucking cuckoo clock. God damn it, <laughs> Tina. Um, oh, my God. Cuckoo. So if you hear that, it's cuckoo clock. Um, but yeah, that's, it's a really weird thing um, how it's so much more difficult to do something when you're when you're when explaining you're it. Well, that's the thing about it in general was when I first started doing it, I purposely didn't look up anything whatsoever about axe throwing i just i'm like i'm gonna go outside and just try to do this honestly and see if that's I, like it. I think the right way to do oh, it oh it was because you get your technique yep you get, your a, you get a feel for it you get kind of how far you need to stand you get there's different kind of angles and how long i pause between when i start you know there's a whole <coughs> it is it's like meditating well, um we gotta fix this this, yeah, be this is okay, this needs okay. to we'll be right back <laughs> Okay, and we're back. Um, so the last thing I wanted to talk about. We're having some technical difficulties. It's been four months since we've done this. Um, so we play a game when we're throwing axes. Mm-hmm. It's probably not safe, but I recommend everybody does it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the, it's called zombie. So the idea is, is you are holding an axe, and you just walk around the target. you got to stay in front of the target. And then somebody else yells zombie, and then you got to throw around a choir and throw as fast as you can. And I'm better at that <laughs> than I am that at just fun, yeah. because you're I you get you have to like fast calculate your spin, your wrist, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And I, I don't know, I just find it really well, fun. Well, I think you I think when you're kind of standing there and you're about to do it, I have a tendency to overthink it, right. you know. So I'll just I'll be standing there and I'm like. If I think too much, I'm not going to be able to do it. And it's, or if somebody's watching me and I'm like, watch me do this, I will fuck it up. Right. So if it's just me and I'm just kind of throwing and, and you do it quickly, it's, 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 I don't know. It's just such a great huh. feeling. And that's really interesting. Yeah. Huh. yeah. But if I, if I go, okay, let's look at the target and we, it's going to hit the ground. When actually I was the, my group was the first customers out at Roundhouse oh, really? when they opened up. Yeah, um, I was just waiting for them to open up, and we went out there and mm-hmm. did it. And I've only been there the one time. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I've been there uh, twice. I now. have a, a whole fucking. I have like an indoor range. Oh, you do? Yeah. So like, I don't. Well, I did. I don't know. But damn I did. it, um, make a new one. I'm I'm actually thinking about it, but uh, I love it. I have an outdoor range now, but yeah. So it's just not really that that. Well, it's hard when you, I mean, it's, it's a nice place, but it's so small that 
especially if there's anybody else there, I feel very like I'm just I'm hold. I'm but worried I mean, I'm going to hit somebody. That's actual. Like they have a regulation. They do. Oh uh, yeah. Axe ring. I started watching on YouTube. I watched the axe throwing championships and just went who am i i used to w- watch them at the bar all the time when, oh yeah back when i worked at the bar and uh like yeah they're I, so I, good Those i've just never been into any sports of any kind so watching something like that on tv was just like why am i enjoying this what is wrong with me <laughs> i've got a, I watch a couple of uh youtube channels and they're uh, by like world's strongest man competitors and stuff mm-hmm. and there's one in particular where like like the big names like are on his are on this one show and uh um in one of the, they they went axe throwing on one episode oh, okay it's yeah it was, well, it one, was fucking ugly one thing was. that is like really uh important in a lot in a lot of guys is i actually think i think most women that i have like helped throw axes are better at it than guys at least to start off with and it, it's because guys try to throw too fucking hard you're not you're not trying to throw the fucking axe through the target. You're just all you need is the correct spin and the blade to hit. So pe- oh, the guys are always problem, just though. wailing it. I mine spins too many times because I am fucking wail. I'm because again it was intent. it was it was very aggressive when I started doing it. It was but like I wanted to fucking cut that thing in half. I wrecked both sides of the target. I would flip it. Or it was all two by sixes to yeah. like it. Because, yeah, it was getting aggression out in a healthy way. Well, that and is healthy. So, yeah. I, I, I throw too hard. But it's hard to get back into. You know, for a while, I had really good arm strength. And then I didn't do it for months. And then I went back and I'm like, oh, my God. I can't even. Yeah, it's I hard. I don't exercise. I, I haven't throw. thrown in a while, but it's hard for me now. I have a, my shoulder's yep. pretty wrecked. I've just thrown enough to understand, to realize that anything I like, as far as in the world of throwing things, mm-hmm. caber toss. That should be about it for me. Like what is? Caber? Cab- the caber toss. What's that? That's uh, from, the, from the Highland Games. That's where you take oh, yeah. the big log over your, sh- like, and you rest it over your shoulder and you, like, take a couple of steps and launch it. Oh, yeah. I was watching something on YouTube about that. Not exactly that one, but it was uh, actually this chick who w- w- was doing all this. And it was, f- she was fucking amazing. There's somebody on TikTok that one of my new teammates she watches that I think is in the Highland Games and it's this woman and she's like yeah I just watch TikToks all the time doing <laughs> that shit's awesome yeah the dwarf toss you know that kind of thing <laughs> um so th- this is the reason that I uh, oh go wait, oh, go ahead can we we, we we can go back to uh, Instagram versus oh, yeah. TikTok again for a minute Instagram versus TikTok it's now Christine thinks that I need a, a TikTok account you do. It sounds like Instagram is like kind of the grown-up version of TikTok, which I don't know if that interests me. Um, I mean, people tell me I'm like 50 you're, years old. And I, you're I'm talking about up, doing for your short little videos where you rant about like drivers. All stuff. kinds of shit, though. Yeah. Like, oh, you need TikTok. I've got, I've got way more shit to rant about than just driving. That's just the one, like, that's the one I kind of focus on. More people are watching them on TikTok, I feel like. But if you once you make the TikTok, you can easily put that everywhere else so i mean it's, maybe it's that's what you want to, to do is you want to you the want more to get places a TikTok, you are the instagram better, I think. yes i don't i don't think you need twitch because i don't think anybody's going to pay you to I have rant no but idea maybe how to use twitch it's no no <laughs> i mean i've only got i've already got that only fans yeah that, once that, you that chunk of my market i've got covered 
you must be making a fortune on there. Is that? Yeah. How yeah. you doing? Um, is, it, well, is it going well? Uh, yeah, I'm retired now. Good. Um, all I do now is basically my my OnlyFans content. Nice. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry my check didn't come through this month. I'll you know, I mean, I understand. I don't. I can't believe people pay that much. Uh, I'm waiting for my <laughs> OnlyFans money to come in, and then I can forward it. It'll yeah, it'll get there. You know, I, I can't believe people pay that much to see different colored feathers on my butthole. <laughs> Whatever. Don't kink shame. Or kink shame. You've never heard the term kink shame? No, I, I pr- <laughs> probably have. I just. Oh God, I hear it all. It's I like probably because of the shame. world I live in. Lots of social justice types. <laughs> no kink shaming. I hear it constantly. <sighs> it's exactly what it sounds like. Social justice types. You mean cunts? <laughs> oh, Kyle, you're fucking killing me. You are, by the way, you are fucking killing me. You're killing me. I'm kidding about social know, justice I just, types. I like the so, like no, no, no. the the idea. I mean, it's in On the name, Facebook? social justice. But you're making my life a living hell in certain uh, websites or pages or groups where I happen to be an admin and I have to sort out fights uh, mm. amongst people that are all my friends in real life. I'm just saying. The thing is. Just saying. It's just like a lot of things in life. If you find yourself diametrically opposed to me, to to Kyle on mm-hmm. you know on something, you're probably an asshole. Um, you know, I say we, that we, about me all the time. I go, I like <laughs> if if like if you're on a page that something oh, like never gets twenty likes, and you find yourself getting shitty in your in the group about something mm-hmm. that's got like thirty likes, mm-hmm. and you go back several months and nothing else has got that many likes. Maybe fucking maybe mm-hmm. shut your fucking mouth and move along, because um, <laughs> you're a fucking jerk off and you're just pissing on everybody's fun. Um, and and if somebody tells you that they have a, you, <laughs> misogyny, stick up your ass is not misogyny. I can put a stick up my ass, like okay. you know, am I, am I misogynist? Maybe. Um, <laughs> that kind of shit, like that, fucking kills me. Everything that I don't like is misogyny. You know, like fucking come on. To to be clear, though, <laughs> the stick up the ass was not the misogyny part. Well, but that's oh, they said okay. that was misogyny too. Okay, well, I'm was, not going what back was to the misogyny? Shit, so it's I can't. Um, so I posted something on Facebook. Mm-hmm. In, it's in time for in. misogyny. And it was uh, a picture of um, Marjorie Taylor Green. Marjorie Taylor Green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on a bunt cake that said you've heard of Elf on a Shelf well <laughs> and then it didn't you know and, and the then, words weren't there it yeah was, the words weren't even there it was a thinker you had to so so if everybody somebody likes offend- it everybody's enjoying it <clears throat> and if somebody got somebody offended by that that's obviously because their mind went to cunt well, your well mind I think is their mind went to, to cunt a long cunt. time ago your mind is but, supposed to go to that that's the point yeah. like it's it's because it's a bunt cake and she is in the. Oh, I get game. the joke. Yeah, so th- I mean, I'm that just is saying the that's joke. totally on the person that that came up with the, with what they filled in the blank. It could have just been, you know, bitch cake, or yeah. that might have been okay, not sure. as, not even mm-hmm. any better. I but uh, anywho, the misogyny, <laughs> and I I have uh, I have a a moderate feeling on this. Wait, I, am, I, I still don't know what the misogyny. The misogyny is is, is dropping the C bomb. However, oh. that was not actually. That was implied in the meme. It was not written in the meme. So my feeling is it's not right out there in your face. However, there is an argument to be made that just dropping that word in general in America, do not bring up the whole, but in England, they say whatever. In our culture, 
just a man saying it can feel very misogynistic. Maybe. That said. Pre-Game of Thrones. That said. <laughs> um, it was in a, a very specific type of group where we all just have to kind of fucking get along. And it has been said before, let's all just get along and let's not take every opportunity to educate each other because we are all at different kind of, you know. So that's and the problem. I'm gonna is, get fucking knocked out by this microphone. <laughs> I swear to God. Because it's a local thing, I know everybody, and they're all fucking messaging me in the back. Just peeking, 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 they, they like, message oh. you about that shit. Oh fuck yeah! Of oh course. my god! Oh my god! Cut! That's why you're killing me. Dun, 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 that's dun, what I'm doing. Of course, they all message fuck. me. Yeah. That's why you make my life a living hell. Um, See, I, I don't uh, I don't send any messages until. Yeah. Until you have to intervene, and I'm well, like, "What the you, fuck is believe this?" Believe me, you sent a message first. I did not get the other message until probably the next day. Or what did I send a message about? Oh, was okay. it the like after they started? Like, yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't get the message from them until um, there was not a formal enough reprimand directed at you. Yes, Kyle. because they want me to be punished. Mm-hmm. I'm the fun one. I'm the likable one. You'll be happy to know I stuck up for you. And did you call him a cunt? No. God hmm. damn it! I did not. But I, mean, I, I, I did say something to the effect of anybody else in the group would have just looked at that and gone, "Jesus fucking Christ, Kyle," and just moved on with their day. That's the appropriate response yeah. to me. Is if you see it and you're like, "Ugh," you just go, "Jesus fucking Christ, Kyle," and you just keep going because that's you know. what that group is. Or maybe, maybe, maybe look at how many people did enjoy it and just be like, or. Um, okay, everybody else seems to enjoy it. Maybe I'm the fucking problem. Here was my argument, though. My argument was the person who had the problem does not know you in real life. They only know you online. And when people only know you online, they don't have any idea what you do in real life to help your community and to be a good person. And so to me, that makes a difference. Like, I know Kyle as a human, and I know that he is not trying to right. like, hurt there's Kyle. you in some way. I mean, not to, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I am the yeah. one going to the fucking meetings mm-hmm. and the fucking protests. Oh, yeah. And the fucking, like, you're you know, doing the work, and, and you're... So and I'm I, out there. And, and just being a good dude generally. And, and meanwhile, like, they're fucking at home with their cats going, mm-hmm. I fucking hate him. He's not liberal enough for me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So... I mean, I, that, that's what they sound like in my mind. In my mind. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's what they sound like. <laughs> oh, I know they have cats, though. I guarantee Probably. You. Probably a shitload. I have cats. Wow. Wow. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. let's talk about cats. No, uh, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I, no. uh, The point is, it's a, it's a small community. I know a lot of people in it. I have many different friends who either just outright hate each other <laughs> <laughs> just like violently opposed to each other or and this is a liberal group right oh yeah that's exactly why yeah i mean it's because yeah and it's because there are so few liberals in town generally anyway that well those are the people that made me stop referring to myself as a liberal now i just say progressive or it doesn't matter all of the all of the above anybody left of anybody left of center is more likely to eat their own than than anybody Mm -hmm. right of center I have a theory about that, though. It is so rare for anybody right of center to, like, even, like, I mean, the whole Liz Cheney thing, you know? You know why, though? Why what? Why people right of center? Yes. Won't eat their own? Right. Do you know why? uh, What my theory is on that? I'm on the edge of my seat. Uh, Because they're more authoritarian. 
It's easier yeah. for them to follow orders, for them to be like, nope, we're lining up behind this person. That is what we are doing. Fall in line. Right. Whereas liberals, I feel like, or people on the left tend to, I don't know, just be a little less like that and therefore more willing to be like, oh, look at this guy fucking up and we're going to talk about that even though, you know. Right. I think that is a lot no, to No, I do think with that it, that, is, yeah. that is it. But it does get it out just of hand. It, makes just, it, it just makes yeah, it very makes it difficult. difficult to ever Absolutely. do anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, because you can't. You by can't the way, Happy have New power Year! If you don't get elected, it's 2023, so. oh my God. and that means next year is dun, yep. dun, dun, 2024. Mm. Think and we're getting Trump back? Well, Jesus Christ! Mm. If we're not, not then then the Democrats have got to <laughs> do something, time. right? Like, like I, mean, I, I give I, them I, a chance to fail, and they'll fail. It's and there isn't even a candidate in the works that not really. I, that I've heard of. Mm-mm. Who would want to? Though? Like, I feel like... Well, that is an important question, right? Especially around here, I feel like, you know, the, the friends that I've had who've run for office, any office in the area, I just, I look at them and I am in awe because I think there is no fucking way I would uh, subject myself to, to what the, some of those people have gone through. To the hatred of these cousin fuckers? Just the vile... Ugh. I can't. I don't. Just I can't the even worst imagine. from the worst. Just awful, awful people. It's like yeah. It's like a, it's like a smelly, smell. It's like the smelliest animal, the smelliest, most disgusting animal you can think of, shitting on you for like, a job that sucks and doesn't pay that well. So yeah. we were talking about mm-hmm. podcasts earlier and thankless as fuck. And one of my favorite podcasters ever is uh, Dan Carlin. He has a great series called Hardcore History, but he also does this other one called um, Common Sense. And he hardly ever puts out an episode anymore. And mm-hmm. about when Trump got elected, that he was like, I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be able to do a lot of these because I can't make sense of what's going on anymore. But he proposed an argument for um, essentially drafting a president. Like the idea is that you get a group of people. Right. And then you 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 pick someone who you think would be a good president, and of course they don't probably want to have be. someone that, with no interest in the job. Um, well, they that's almost like a prequalification, right. yeah, because you have to be oh, insane absolutely. to want yes. that job. You have to be a narcissistic egomaniac. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, like, and I was I, thinking about that yesterday. I was like, how the fuck did like why did Barack Obama? You know, because there's an ego, because you're so accomplished. Ego. You know, like you you like that's an ego thing, like. Mm-hmm. You know, did he? You know, because he stopped short of accomplishing a lot of shit that he could have done. Yeah. Um. It was like, it was like, yep, I did it. I did it two terms. Fuck you. You know, like, mm-hmm. and why? Because when you're that fucking accomplished, what is there left? You know, and that's an over, gross oversimplification. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Barack Obama, the Obamas. Sure. But I, I'm like, I was just thinking about that, and I'm like, why the fuck? Would you want that job? Why did he want that job? It's such a dirty business. And, and you really you know, don't get paid. I mean. Yeah, it's nothing to do you, with the pay. When, yeah, when you've already got yeah. that kind of money anyway, what is the point? I, I don't. There is. You could not fucking pay me So that people can president. say gross shit about you and your family Constantly. for the rest of your lives and stuff. People still talk shit Death about Michelle threats? Obama. And I'm like, how the fuck do you. Like, what is there about Michelle Obama that fucking yep. makes people so furious and say, say, you know, makes them say such disgusting things? She is brilliant. Have you ever heard her talk? Yes. She's the she's, one that should have been the president. She's one of the most impressive Holy fucking, shit. I think about that all the time. Oh my God. Yeah. I, uh, I, mm-hmm. I used to watch or I wa- like to watch. Uh, uh, Taxi cab, uh, karaoke. No, <laughs> yeah, that show is dope. <laughs> carpool karaoke. That's oh, what carpool, it's called. Yep. And 
one of my favorite episodes ever was when Michelle Obama was on there. And my God, can she sing? She's got an amazing it. voice. She's, what can't she do? She's, she yeah. is. Oh, my. I am in awe of so her. So let's just pick somebody at random. Like, the example was Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he. everybody kind of likes him. He seems like a decent guy, mm-hmm. right? So we just say, That'd all right, good. fuck it. We want The Rock to be the next president. And then you start basically like a Kickstarter campaign and raise the money and get him to sign on to become president. And I'm like, I think that, I don't think that idea would work. And neither does Dan, right? Mm -hmm. But the idea is, is that there is no... The biggest problem with that is... We would. Oh, how many fucking times do you think we would have to tell our right wing friends that John Dutton is a character from a fucking TV show <laughs> and not a real person? Motherfuck, that would just get to be exhausting. It, and it really would. Just, would. Oh. But he'd be such a good president, right? Um, no, he wouldn't actually. He no, would be he's not even a very he's good governor. Person, no. Okay, so we were talking about Yellowstone now, and I really have to talk a little bit about Yellowstone. And I know that you're I'm not, not caught up. up in. Nope. Um, but that's okay. But I enjoy Yellowstone. I've um, been going over to Kyle and Christine's to watch Yellowstone on Monday nights, and I'm having a wonderful time doing it. Um, and uh, Even with me bagging on the show through half the episode? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, that's good. I do talk a lot of shit about that show. I mean, even with Milo like uh, getting uh, polyurethane all over my favorite sweatshirt. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, he's still got some on him, too. But the other, the other night, on episode five, I believe it was, the main character, Beth... I guess this, uh, she uh, she gets into this fist fight with this hippie chick, and she punches the hippie chick in the face. The hippie chick goes down. The hippie chick gets back up. Says like, "What's the fuck?" And Beth's like, "We'll fight now." And she goes to throw another punch. And the hippie chick fucking does a sweet ass judo throw, takes her down, takes her back, and fucking has her in a in a short choke. And she says to Beth, nine years of jujitsu," and I was like, "Cool." This is going to be a great scene. Choke Beth unconscious, walk back in. Yep, she's going to learn a lesson. That's not how it played out. No. Beth gave her an elbow, she got on top there, boom, and then this fight And of course goes has on to talk shit, that jiu-jitsu on. shit. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Okay, so nine fucking years of jiu-jitsu, and she had her back with her hooks in and a choke applied, and somehow Beth magically got out of it. Gets her girl ends up getting her ass kicked by the you know the raging alcoholic rich chick. Yeah, um, it, it, I thought I was watching fucking Harry Potter. She was like you know spectro escape them or some shit like that. It was just I w- it, it was, was stupid. Fucking enraged. Fucking. And stupid. I tried to get over it, but I couldn't get over it. I kept fucking no. thinking, Jesus Christ, you shouldn't get over it. Nine years that of jujitsu, my fucking ass. That was I, shabby writing. I had to shabby put a writing. post on Facebook, which I hardly ever do anymore. But I was like, I know fucking thirty white belt women who would fucking put Beth to sleep in twenty seconds or less, and I will make that fight happen, Beth. If you want to, I know you're a fictional character, but it doesn't really matter. I will make that fight happen if you want. And ask your dad in. if he'll be the president while you're at it. Yes, yeah, if you could. Mm-hmm. Um, though it is interesting. Um, again, and not kind of one, but uh, though we were talking a little bit about how. So the idea, John Dutton, who was played by Kevin Costner, he, he runs for governor, and he's like totally unapologetic, totally uncooperative. He's just going to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work uh, I don't, on the, in the show. It doesn't matter about the show, but like in real life, mm-hmm. that doesn't really work because, I mean, we saw it with Jesse Ventura um, back he, when. Yeah, well, he can't run around being an dictator. asshole to everybody. Yeah. What's that? And because that's a dictator. Right, that's exactly. And we don't actually live in a dictatorship. Right. So. But it's but it, 
at one on one side of it though, it would be really refreshing to have a politician who is just like, I don't care about running for re-election. I don't care about like doing filling my campaign coffers. What I want to do is accomplish this agenda. Mm-hmm. In this case of uh, John Dutton, his agenda is essentially to help himself, which, you know, again, it's a fictional show. It's fine. But, um, you know, if somebody was like, okay, I'm just going to do whatever it takes to fix America. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do. You know, get Jocko, Jocko Wilnick, you know, let's get him in there and he'd just be like, but this is what we're going to do, <laughs> whatever. But it would be very difficult to actually do that mm-hmm. because you'd have these two Well, because half of the countries, you know, half the country sees things one way and half the country sees things a different way. So even if I wanted to (coughs) go in there and fix the country, which I could absolutely do, um, I have ideas on everything. If you just let me fix it. But half the country is going to look at what I'm doing and be like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you remember that? What if we just changed the rules about voting so that you had to like only people that like could read Mm. only people that read at least one book a year? Oh, I've thought about it. Actually, so I I think the I think if there was going to be a way to do it, it w- I think it would actually, we'd want to go the other way and have voting be mandatory. Yeah, I think so I too. like the idea of mandatory voting, but yep. I see problems with, with there's problems or with compulsory voting, what, however you want to say it, where you don't, you don't have to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't, you I mean, yeah, if you, there's if a tax break, if you do or what, however you'd want to do it. In my ideal world, you have to be an intelligent, responsible citizen to vote, but constitutionally, that's you just have tax. to be a white landowner. <laughs> oh so, yeah. <laughs> constitutionally, you just you you have to let people. Well, okay, not constitutionally. Constitutionally, you have to be a white right, landowner. Right. Exactly. Um, white male landowner. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's go back you to that. To, you had to be. Um, you had to be. Can we be, talk about Beth Dutton as a can, as God, a uh, feminist hate icon? Her so much. You had to be. You had to be. Uh, Does she get better in the new season? <laughs> oh, she's the worst. She's the fucking worst. I fucking hate her so much. So okay, yeah, talk about her. Feminist icon. So um. I keep seeing, so on social media, I keep seeing Beth Dutton. That character is really popular among women. Really? Yeah. And among some women. What women? Um, (laughs) Women, a lot of women from my hometown. Um, Oh, those women. Okay. No, just like, but I, I she's really popular with a lot of women. Um, Some, you know, I saw a post somebody the other day. Somebody was like, we need some Beth Dutton in here. And I'm like, no, honey, no. You know, like, like a, a raging, like a, a raging alcoholic, uh, fucking <laughs> um, violent, uh, abusive. She's a straight uh, up psychopath. Fucking, yeah, she's she's th- a psychopath. That character who, is not someone to fucking look up no, to. No, especially as a fem. She lives her. Okay, again, have not seen the newest season. Not Th- Then up. again, I'm biased as fuck. I have like I like a good psycho like. Mm-hmm. Um, um, well, who doesn't? Like on the expanse, you know. Like my favorite character is, you know, but I mean, he's a good guy. Like he follows, like mm-hmm. um, Amos, you yeah. know, on the expanse. But he latches on to people that are good because he no rec- acknowledges that he is broken. So he follows good people. So so that he's on the right side. Let's of do this thought experiment. <laughs> let's say that it was uh, Ben Dutton, mm-hmm. not Beth Dutton. Mm-hmm. And Ben acted the way Beth acted. Sure, mm-hmm. he would be a fucking monster. Yeah, mm-hmm. nobody Absolutely. could like him. Absolutely. Yeah, um, you can't just run around and stick your dick in everything and fucking and punch people in punch the face and fucking and hit, like yeah. and be horrible and say rude, super rude shit and be fucking condescending and prickish to fucking members of the opposite mem- yeah. members of 
Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. I, I think I think the biggest problem with her, just speaking as the feminist icon thing, she, from my understanding, she lives her entire life to serve her dad. Right? She's just there to do yeah. whatever gets her dad, whatever her dad needs. How mm-hmm. the fuck is that a feminist icon? Really? Her whole role in life is, Daddy, let me help you get whatever you need, Daddy. So her, I think... Her own, to serve her really? own personal patriarchy? Like I, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? No. And, and she admits it. Some, it's not even because she loves her dad that much, as far as I can tell. She fucks over her brother because, what, he took her to get an abortion that she begged for? Spoiler yeah. alert. Sorry. That one pissed me off. Because, that like, is, that's, yeah. you were a kid. Yeah, so was he. So was he. And he took you to do a thing that you asked him to do, and so you... That worked out badly for yeah. you. So instead you of blaming the system, spend the rest of your life system, trying to ruin his life. Right. Instead of blaming the system that put you in that position, you're just gonna fuck his life over because he did a thing as a teenager that was tr- like I. She is just an absolute fucking monster. I think yes. the reason. Let me speak. Okay, for all do. women. Yes, please do. <laughs> uh, I think the reason that she is attractive to some women is because she is like a strong woman yeah. who doesn't give any She has fucks. no fucks to give. And that I like that. is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we need more of those. Yeah, with just uh, maybe tone down on the But uh, maybe not as violent and as um, just not giving a shit. I actually don't do really have that big lives. of a problem with Beth. I just have a problem <laughs> with her fucking being able to defeat somebody who has nine years of jiu-jitsu <laughs> when, I mean, when the fight has gone to the ground and she has her back taken. I also really hated it when she, when they had that kid, um, mm-hmm. they got the kid. She was so fucking mean to that kid. I'm sorry, but he is a kid. And maybe it's because I am a mother of two teenage boys, but like, so what? He was an asshole in the store and wanted nice clothes. Really? Oh, oh my God. This poor, this fucking kid who's been traumatized his whole life was kind of an asshole in the store so you're gonna like what make him sleep in the fucking stable and do all so your chores what about that, come uh, on. what about rip as a so i mean if you guys hot. have not i'm, a, I'm on board if with you guys rip, have I'm not just... saw yellowstone i mean you know go watch it you're not gonna it's, get any it's of this decent, unless you watch but it. rip it's a good show. I like is it. beth's yeah. man oh, yeah. and uh a lot of women really find him attractive oh yeah can you explain to I can. I can. You Do you want me to explain to men why Wait, that is? Could you? Uh, could you? <laughs> can I speak on behalf could you of all women? Woman, explain. Uh, that please, to us? please let me. Um, I will absolutely because I I have thoughts. Is it because he puts up with all her crazy bullshit? I mean, a little bit, but I, not I wanna, necessarily. I, wa- I have already heard your theory. Yeah. I mean, that's a little bit of it. Yes. Um, you know, we all want someone who puts up with our shit. He doesn't complain. Hmm. For one thing, um, women are used to having a significant other who complains to them constantly, which that's a whole other issue I could talk about for hours. It has to do with men not having emotional support systems and good friendships and being social. Anyway, he doesn't bitch to her all day long. He's just kind of silent and just whatever. But he, I feel like, encapsulate this you know, for straight women anyway, this masculinity, like all the masculinities there. And you know that in real life, that would not work out well. But on a TV show, you can just, like, in real life, that guy does not exist. And if he did, he would be beating you, most likely. <laughs> um, well, God, I would hope so. But that's kind of what I've he never. would do. So it's one of those things where, like, I, I fully acknowledge that in real life, that is not somebody I would want to date. So I... 
But it's nice on a, you know, sort of fantasy level to be like, there's all of the raw masculinity that I am attracted to in a person. And he just shuts up and doesn't, like, go home and complain about shit. Well, I also noticed that he, you know? like, when he does, like, <laughs> disagree with her, mm-hmm. it's always privately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not she, like she'll, to her. She'll say stupid shit out in public in front of everybody, and it's yeah. fucking horrible. And then he'll, like, he's when they're asshole. alone, he'll be like, honey, you know, like, mm-hmm. fucking, and, like, and that. He's reliable. That's pretty cool. He's reliable. Reliable? I mean, he's always that He adores her. Likes nobody, you know, puts up. Yes, puts up and with all of her shit. He and checks the Brainer to box only too. Like her, he checks that Brainer box too. Brainer he was box. In, he was he's, he was in trouble with the law. He was incarcerated or whatever when he was a kid. Bad boy. Yeah. Listen, I'm. I'll admit that we like a bad boy. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. That's something that I, I, I. At one point, I heard that women grow out of, but I don't I think mean, they grow out of that shit ever. I think there's stages of like. Again, the idea of having a bad boy is different than actually having the reality of it, right? Exactly. A bad boy does not make a good. No. Where's my fucking car? (laughs) Yeah. No. There's. It it does not work out well in real life. I think uh, Rip is a fucking pussy. I mean, not not in uh, like. I mean, he definitely take you out back and shoot you. Mm -hmm. But uh, in his relationship with Beth, he just lets her run all over him. He is like. Like he never like stands up for himself and mm-hmm. whatever, and I don't think that's actually attractive. It is not, and I honestly, in my personal experience, um, men who do that, who don't ever stand up to the other person and be like, you know what, that was fucked up what you did, or challenge them, that gets boring really fucking quickly, really fast. very yeah. quickly. And I don't, I don't know that that's gender specific. I think that's any relationship but if you have somebody who is just constantly catering to your every i don't know i i had a boyfriend once who did that and i didn't like the person i became when i was with him because i would do things just to see if he would do them and that was fucked up and And i I got to a point where i'm like wow i'm an asshole but it was just that i i was playing this game in my mind where it was like i would i would literally say things like I'm really thirsty just to see if he would get up and go get me water. And he would every single time. <laughs> and then and let get, it sit there and don't t- like, let, let but the like you get, to, yeah, you it. can't, <laughs> I feel like you can't respect somebody that doesn't part of it is just them standing up for themselves or them, you know, you need to, you can't be somebody else's doormat. Right. You know? I have definitely seen it. Um, with, with, uh, women, Mm-hmm. Like men who have subservient women mm-hmm. and like, that's not a real relationship anymore. No. That's a relationship that you like have with a, with a, with a pet. And it's exactly. gross to watch. It's gross. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so uncomfortable and it's disgusting. And Rip is just this fucking mm-hmm. cuck with fucking girly hands. <laughs> <laughs> Christine is fucked up by his hands because apparently the, I, now I noticed, but they're really like dainty and slender. Oh, his yeah. fingers are very slender and like, not accurate. And uh, if you're out like cowboying all day, yeah. or whatever that you. But I mean, well, you can have small hands. You can have you know. You, yeah, I've got little hands, but they're just gnarly and shit. Mm-hmm. But like, he, yeah. But the thing is, like, he's an act. You know, and I I, I stuck up for um, <laughs> the actor himself because <laughs> I like the actor. I, I even like the character. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Honey, he's an actor. Like they're not gonna like you don't you don't send him out like oh, you know we like we like you for this part we like everything about you, but we really need to fuck up your hands. 
I mean, I mean, he probably plays piano or something. He'd be like, "Fuck you." Maybe. I don't know. Do 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 small hands like have any weird trait? I mean, I mean, oh, Trump had incredibly small hands. So does that? I've never lead noticed hands. It, there's no. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's not like not a that I know of phrenology or is that what it was called? What it was phrenology. Called? <laughs> phrenology. That the head bumps. Yeah, that's phrenology. phrenology I yeah. I don't think small hands equate to anything. That oh, I, speaking of 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 me not knowing words. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's all right. I know a lot of words. So. <laughs> well, I uh, think I do. Um, we're just, uh, like as you all know, there are many words that I say um, inaccurately, um, <laughs> and uh, accurate is one of them. Um, accurate this sounds fucking stupid in my mouth and I refuse to say it um, but the other day I was saying something about um, uh, grammatically correct right you mean grammatically well correct? apparently that is the right <laughs> word but I was fucking for sure that it was grammatically so we yeah, looked grammatical. up grammatically well I know that now with a Y I can't help myself sorry and uh, so, but um Grammatically is a word. Hmm. It's the it's a word that this means amazing making words up that sound like other words to make that yourself sound like they should be words. Yeah. They sound like they should be words to make yourself smarter. And uh, I was a very like, male thing to do. I got to say, for sure, <laughs> it's one hundred percent a male thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, so, but yeah. So it was just. And it was funny because who looked at it? What, did, did it? Yeah, because Aaron looked yeah, it up. Yeah, she looked up. And like when, when we're talking about like grammatically, <laughs> we're talking about this shit. And it just hurts and it you happens, to hear it, huh? It happens oh that God. the fucking word is a real word, but it means that like what? What? Oh, that was just yeah. such that, a weird coincidence. And then there was that stupid movie that you made me watch. What was that one called? Uh, the one about uh, glass houses. Big wet asses for no. Um, Onion, glass oh, onion. glass onion, yeah. And, and it just so happened that in, Kyle was just talking about this movie, and in that movie, Ed Norton makes up fucking words all the time. Mm. And he, so he is, he is, he is um, using grammar. No. Uh, but those were good ones too, though. Yeah. He, I thought they up, sounded just as good as yeah. mine. Like I snuck, like he snuck a couple of them past me before I was like, oh, is that even a word? And then when they mentioned it, I was like, okay, cool. So those, you know, because they, they barely showed up on my radar because I was like, eh, you know. So I, 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 I've always wondered, so like accurate, right? So I, learned, I didn't learn to read till I was much older than most people, 14, 13, 14, like, like before I had any, even basic reading ability. Mm-hmm. Now I read fairly well, but it was a long struggle. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason why I say words incorrectly is because I never saw them written out. I, so it was just however they sounded, that's how they were to me. And, and now if I have to go spell accurate, that's mm-hmm. a real bitch. I actually have, so I don't know if this is related at all, but, but my, that can't possibly be where grammatically came from. It, <laughs> you know I, what I mean? It's a very, I have, so my 12 year old um, is autistic and has ADHD, but he will do things like he, he pronounces the L in salmon, but so he says salmon. And even when I tell him, but it's a silent L, he'll just be like, I don't care. Yeah. I pronounce oh, it this way. Oh. That's the correct way. That's, and I've, I've talked to, so my friend Dell, who is also autistic, is fascinating to talk to because they'll just explain to me kind of how their mind works, which helps me understand my son better and kind of how his mind works. 
and was just like, yeah, when I'm using words, I'm trying to use the most accurate word I can find to describe the thought that I have because my son also likes big words for no reason. He just, he likes to say beverages instead of drinks. Hmm. Likes a fancy word. But Dell was like, yeah, that's because in my head I've, I'm like, what is the most precise way to say this thing I'm going to say? And that's one of the things a I, lot of times it's a weird big word, but if they so have a lot I, of respect yeah. for somebody who, who mm-hmm. knows they're fucking wrong mm-hmm. and just says, no, I like my way better. That's what, that's what he does too. He's like, nope, I'm doing it this way. Um, so the, uh, the fruit agave where mm-hmm. uh, tequila comes from. I am 100% positive there is a Y in that word, There's and I want to say it, a guave. Yeah, but I like my way better. I mean, as long I feel here's here's the thing. I feel like as long as you are willing to admit that your way is the wrong way. Uh, I like to say <clears throat> the more better okay. wish way. If here's so here's the thing that I have noticed in the past my several months. My way is months, much more um, As I have entered the world of divorce, and it turns out all my. 40-something female friends are getting divorced, just everyone. Uh, It's weird. It's like, we call it the revolution. (laughs) But one thing that we have talked about and that we have noticed is that a lot of our um, soon-to-be ex-husbands or ex-husbands... I gotta text my wife quick. (laughs) Yeah, do that. Um, (laughs) One thing we've noticed is that a lot of... And this seems to be something about, I guess, the way men are socialized, to be more confident about the things they say or the things they do. But all of our soon-to-be exes we have realized say things constantly that they are so confident about that we just assumed they were right and they just absolutely were not and it happens all the time and so when we would be like i don't know if that's accurate they'd be like oh no it definitely is 100 percent." but it turns out they just weren't right and they didn't know and they they were they had the confidence anyway to assert how yeah. correct they were. We call that so winning. What yeah. the um, fuck is that about? Like, well, if I'm and not, the thing if I'm is, not is sure about Google thing, has really fucked that up for me because I, I have been, I have been motherfucker, totally convinced that I'm right about all kinds of things. all kinds of things in my life, mm-hmm. and now people are like, I think you might be fucking wrong, mm-hmm. and then they whip out their phone, and I'm like. Don't look it up. <laughs> God, right? Just powering, like, just mm-hmm. just powering through some shit, like, using, like, sheer force of will. Yeah, I feel is like. Is not as powerful as it used to be. Yeah. It, it's it's it really fu- gratifying it when I sucks. actually am right. But I was talking to Howard the other day. Well, fucking two years ago. But I, w- I said something about casting. It was another day. It was another day. I said something about casting pearls before swine, which is one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. And he's like, where does that come from? And I was like, John, it comes with the fucking Bible. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, it doesn't. John's a big Christian. Ooh. And I was like, oh, yes, it does. And he's like, no, it doesn't. And he whips out his phone. And I thought, fuck, it better be in there. And it was. <laughs> See, but that, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that is from the Bible. It, but it, if, it that, was. if that were to come but up for me. I didn't actually know. I just heard it was and so i had stuck with it i feel like though if that were me in that situation or any number of my female friends and again i'm so i'm convinced this is just kind of how we're socialized i would have immediately gone it's not and then been mortified because i was wrong and i thought i was right and then i would have like looked it up myself just to because i would just saying that something's in the bible is enough to shut me the fuck up anyway because who wants to read that shit yeah bible's never really been big in my house like i mean uh, the Bible's boring. Yeah, yeah but it was I, just nice that I was able to use a Bible sure. reference. Yes, because Bible I do envy guy. that. Um, like you know, Herbalilla, yeah, um, philosophy professor. Uh, he is fucking. He knows his verse, and it is impressive. And I don't even think he's a Christian, but he 
fucking knows his verse so well, and it's really fucking impressive. I wish... I don't wish that I did. I wish that I did. I don't wish enough to actually learn it. Uh, put like it, a lot of like, put it this way. Like, let's say that we have we get the chip, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, Matrix style. Like, yeah, I would definitely put like scripture in there just so like mm-hmm. I could whip that shit out whenever I needed to. I mean, it's an interesting but I'm not cultural gonna, like, reference. Yeah. But I, I feel like most of the people who can do that either were raised way too Christian and they were forced to do that. Or it's atheists who are just kind of fascinated by or, it, like yeah, want to learn or, it because or wanna win an because they want to argue, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, no, my whole, I guess my whole point was just it, it really feels like men are way more confident about asserting they are correct about a thing that they just objectively are not correct about. Oh no, I and think that's 100%. yeah, I think that's fucking absolutely. It's I mean, obnoxious, and men should stop doing that. You really should, though. You know? You it's really... A, I feel fun. like it's... Yeah. Unless you want to be part of the revolution. I think maybe... I'm, t- I'm trying to recruit about everybody the into the divorce revolution. So, so I've been... So. I've been. If you guys yeah. don't know, we never even talked about this going in, but um, Amy with a Y is well, one half divorced. of a... Well, that. But she's one half of a team of podcast. Amy's, Amy yes. with an I, mm-hmm. and she does a podcast called Secular Soup, mm-hmm. uh, which is a pretty wonderful podcast. I have been really? listening to it. It's no, well, low. it's... Um, actually, so this is what I was going to say. I was going to say, guys, you guys do a way better job than we do. Oh, my God, <laughs> we oh, you totally do. Like, it sounds like it's got this intro and shit, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, yeah. no, I'm we get jealous. people to do that shit for us. Well, I know, but we don't get anybody to do anything. That's because you're not female. <laughs> well, <laughs> that might be true. That's... Um, <laughs> But uh, in there, you, you, this I, is one of those things we can't just power through. I don't remember what the episode was called. Schmishmorst. Schmishmorshe. That, that was a joke from the beginning because when we first started the show, Amy was getting divorced. Okay. Um, so, in fact, when we started the show, her husband was going to do all the editing, and she called me one day and was like, "So I'm getting divorced, and <laughs> we're going to have to find someone else." Do you to do edit. editing? Um, I know how to do it. I mean, you I don't do it with a show. It's it. just we don't need more. We when we first started the show, we actually had a professional editor who did it for free, and because he was looking for a project, and he was a podcaster who had done this. He he was in radio for a long time, so our earlier episodes are better because he would professionally edit all of them. But then he just wasn't able to do it anymore. So then I had to teach myself how to do it, and I I'm not I, I fucking I personally hate it. prefer we just quit non-edited shows. That's just what we do now. We just for the we most put part. it on YouTube. We just live stream it, and we're like, fuck it, nobody has time for editing. Right. So and we then, just slap the and then it's a little more honest. It. it is like you yeah. know if you totally say something fucking stupid, yeah. Um, it's it's just gonna stay in there. Yeah, and I just we stopped at a certain point. You know, when you start doing it, you're really self conscious about all of your ums and your ahs and your you know, pauses and all of this shit. And then after a while, you just have less fucks to give. And you're like, but that's what conversation sounds like. And, you know, you do less of those Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, true. I've gotten better at that. When you're aware of them. And I, I, I'll go back and watch when we first started. Early ones, yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Uh, I don't remember what those are called. Verbal tics? Um, there's a word for them and Christine knows it, goddammit, and I can't remember it. Yeah. Unless... She made that fucking word up. She might have. Because she seems confident about it. She probably did. I don't know. I, I like her I even getting, more if that's the case. I might be getting buffaloed on that shit. Yes, sure. that's... So I was listening to that episode about anyway, you getting schmanorst. Yes, yes. And, like, uh, so I have I think I have relatively unorthodox views about um, 
marriage in and of itself, mm-hmm. um, but especially marriage in our Western culture and how yes. I just think it's like absolutely it's ridiculous. And some of the things that you were talking about, mm-hmm. how how do you expect yourself at 24 to yeah. be the person that you are at, you know, at whatever 45. age you are now? And at 29, right? Like, no, I'm Maybe I'm should you have to have marriage renewed every I five to 10 years? Here's what I, I, I was actually thinking about this today because I think about it every day these days, but I think marriage is ridiculous. Um, I think, Except yours. Well, actually, yeah. Yours and John Carlson's, the only two good marriages. Uh-huh. There you go. Why, um. Actually, I, I, so you mentioned John Carlson. I, just, I know I do want you to finish your point. Yeah. But yeah. you were talking like about how he's the one person that you yeah. know that's happily married. And yeah. I was like, I was like, uh, uh, and then he doesn't have any kids. And I was like. Oh, absolutely. Kids fuck Those up two everything. things kids fuck definitely up everything. go hand in hand. Well, part of it is kids absolutely do fuck up everything. Especially for women because, man, just having kids fucks up your entire not just your body but mentally changes everything about you and for me i know that having kids was it's something i kind of had to talk myself into it wasn't something that i really wanted from the outset and but once you do it and you go through all of it you kind of for me anyway i got switched into this kind of mom gear right like my brain was in mom mode all the time And that becomes the most important thing. And so you just, at a certain point for me, again, only speaking on behalf of me, but this seems to be the experience of a lot of my female friends, is that becomes your focus. And it has to. That's biologically, you're supposed to be taking care of your offspring, right? right? So you just don't, the man who's in your house, if he becomes your third child, which again is the experience of most of the women I know who I have found out now are getting divorced, Basically, these men have kind of let us take over more and more of their lives and become just another person we have to take care of. But it it almost feels like that's kind of inevitable. And again, yeah, when you're 24, 24-year-old Amy was a fucking idiot and still believed in psychics. Like, I don't know, I 45-year-old Amy is a totally different person. And to expect right. me at 24... To have the audacity to go, yeah, I'm going to want to be with this guy for the rest of my life. Like, what was I think? But the fact that society convinced me that was realistic is what pisses me off. Like, there, how do, why do we think that is a realistic goal? I at mean, all? the it only no reason marriage is realistic for me, and I actually expect mine, and mine is happy, and I expect mm-hmm. mine to work. Um, is because we got married in our fucking mid 40s. Mm-hmm. You know, like up, up until then, I mean, I had been married before, but like basically, like the whole having kids and settling down is just mm-hmm. because I was fucking tired of spending so much fucking money on the morning after pill. <laughs> but like, it's so fucking, it's every fucking. Looking back, I'm just like, holy shit, that's how you got into relationships? I mean, holy shit, that's how you conducted relationships? You know, like, I would like. I'd do shit like, like burn down perfectly healthy relationships mm-hmm. just to see if I could like rescue it and win and fucking people keep are the, you know, like complicated. St- stupid shit. I think if we just got rid like, of just the, for my own entertainment, it was fucking stupid. Yeah. If we just, if we would change our mindset, if we did nothing else and just changed our mindset to the idea that marriage can't and shouldn't be expected to last forever. 
So that it would just last until it lasts and until one or the other person is kind of out and that's okay. If we could be okay with there, that, I think it would be What are other better. cultures like? So I was going to bring this up. So yeah. I like when I was listening to that podcast, it mm-hmm. reminded me of a book that I read many, many years ago. And actually, I, I believe it was written by a husband and wife team, but it was mm-hmm. called the Druids. And it mm-hmm. was a, um, they were both anthropologists and it was, it was a, it was a pretty comprehensive look at, at, uh, and it was a novel, but it was a pretty comprehensive look at like the what we know of Celtic Druid culture. And anyway, and who cares? Who cares if any of this shit is correct? Mm-hmm. That doesn't actually matter. Mm-hmm. The concept was very interesting, and the idea was that in the Celtic cultures or whatever culture it was, they would um, uh, they would do uh, there would be the Maypole, right? So the eligible mm-hmm. uh, women of the <coughs> you know area would mm-hmm. dance on the maypole and then the the males would like like try to would pick them but of course mm-hmm. that was consensual they didn't have to go but they would and then if you were chosen then you would embark on a one month trial mm-hmm. marriage which was called the honeymoon mm-hmm. and essentially you would go out in the in the wilderness mm-hmm. with a tent and a and a and a keg of honey mead right. and you would and get slobber and drunk and you'd mm-hmm. fuck like bunnies. And if mm-hmm. at the end of the month you could still stand each other, then you would be, then you could become hand fasted. And then that was a one year commitment, mm-hmm. right? Which and at the end much more reasonable of the forever. year, then you would be up for renewal, right? Mm-hmm. So if you, if you wanted to, if the, if the woman wanted to, she could mm-hmm. just go cast her fucking, um, uh, Lacy thing on the yeah. on the maypole, mm-hmm. and then she'd be up for renewal. Yeah. See, if I, I've had experience with something similar, but usually the like the 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 whole courting period, like the you're with the girl that you found dancing around the pole, lasts until you're out of cocaine. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a scientifically, now, maybe I'm a druid, but there's some there's a couple of issues with it that mm-hmm. they. That the Celtic culture, this culture, and this particular fucking weird book, mm-hmm. like addressed, and one of them is that the reason you know we like in at least, be, at least in Western cultures mm-hmm. think that people should get be married is mm-hmm. to have children and then to raise those children as a team, mm-hmm. and that it makes sense. And even sure. as you were talking in your podcast, yeah, like there's a point where it doesn't really matter how good or bad that relationship it is. Mm-hmm. It's just that's a that's a partner to like do part it's of the work team. to, and you <laughs> like, and you need that. Yeah. So in the Celtic culture, um, it was that actually that obligation went to the the mother's brother. Mm-hmm. So if 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 you had a child, the mm-hmm. mother's brother would be the male role model mm-hmm. and have okay. and and custody of that child. Mm-hmm. So if the, something happened to the mother, yeah. the the mother's brother would be the one, and then the the husband, mm-hmm. which is you know whatever. He he was responsible for his uh, sister's children, right? And that was the so whole. And there was some wiggle room because what if you didn't have a brother? Mm-hmm. You know, then an uncle would step in or whatever. Right. So but co-parenting, then, but without the romantic relationship. Exactly. exactly. So you still had that be a shitty system for my kids. Right. I know. A fucking great deal for my niece. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then it's mm-hmm. like, and then I start thinking about it, and I have a wonderful sister. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my brother's uh, great, but. Uh, but not, not everybody's everybody in that situation, <laughs> no. and we don't live in a community like like 
no. they did then. So that because they didn't because the because the 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 mom mm-hmm. and the brother didn't cohabitate. Right. Right. What we do have though now is we have a society where we are allowed to choose who our family is, and choose what kind of living situation we want. And I think if we, as a culture and as a society, would get more accepting of alternative lifestyles, of people's chosen family, of non-traditional ways of raising kids, I think we'd be a lot better off. If we didn't kind of pigeonhole people into this idea of a a parental family, the nuclear family, and these, you know, the mom and the dad. And there's so much in our culture that just cements that. And it becomes and I suffocating think, I think for that's, people. I think that's an, an insurmountable, mm-hmm. insurmountable uh, uh, thing to change because mm-hmm. our whole culture is based on these Puritan wrapped up in that Judeo-Christian that's problem. Uh, yeah, that's the whole problem. Model, yeah. I mean the but yeah. Uh, so what I mm-hmm. think, I think the way, the easiest way mm-hmm. for people to end up finding like a partner that they actually and and mm-hmm. you know true romantic happiness mm-hmm. um, is to get those fucking practice marriages out of the way. <laughs> you need to have one, true. pop out a couple of kids, do your best to raise them up and then get that fucking practice marriage out of the way and then find an actual fulfilling relationship. And I don't that think doesn't we have to be that. a marriage like, thing. I mean, oh, like, I, I don't even think I God, I'm fucking cynical at this point. I've been cynical for a long time. I'm just even more cynical. But don't you think that the whole idea, I, in your podcast, mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, about how, like, when you were thinking mm-hmm. about getting divorced, that you were mm-hmm. like, yeah, but I promised to be with him yeah. forever. And it's like, that meant yeah, something. but what if you didn't have to promise yeah. oh, to be? Oh, that would be great. What if you had a marriage and, mm-hmm. like, you were like, hey, mm-hmm. let's get married. Let's do let's, this thing until it. Let's have some children yep. and let's commit mm-hmm to making sure that we stay together and mm-hmm. raise those children until the child is a, like the youngest child is a minimum age of 10. Mm-hmm. And then after that, then we can re reevaluate. And yeah. if we're okay, we keep going. If we're not okay, then we go our separate ways. I mean, I think that honestly, I think the problem with marriage in our culture is that it is tied to romantic relationships. I think romantic relationships are messy and complicated and, you know, it's one thing to say, let's stay together and raise these kids. Okay, as long as we're both in it to raise these kids. But right. when, when, when what we expect is for people to stay in love um, uh, and so to spice up their marriage and to do, you have all of these self-help, self-help things about spicing up your marriage, which always ends up being the woman's fault because she is not spice up. being is, sexy though. enough or something. They're like not. That's just it one is. more thing we need to do <laughs> for the man children in our homes. Um, but yeah, I, th- so I think you inevitably they, you're going to fall out of love with people. You back, just are. Back before the... Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, cynical. Sorry. I feel like we're going to leave this episode with the Tammy Wynette classic, Stand By Your Man. Look up no, limerence. <laughs> I'm just saying. So the... Uh, Google it. Hey, you're making up words now too. Um, limerence. Google it. Um, fucking A. The... Um, Ooh, I just had a good one and I lost my train of thought. Because you were right. thinking about limerence. Well, then you shot that one in there and I couldn't remember. What we were talking about... Mm-hmm. I think you don't know how to say limericks. Limerence. Committing to... There once was a man from Nantucket. Oh, my God. Limerence is basically, uh, you know, we have studied how brains work and basically we're all just chemical soup and you falling in love is brain chemicals and Got brain it. chemistry. And, okay, go ahead. So, Man's remember before... Away. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but remember before mm-hmm. uh, the uh, 
the change in the in the uh, the Supreme Court decision to allow gay mar- marriage. Oh, yeah. Right. Yep. There was a huge debate going on. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And I was always of the opinion that we should just do away with marriage altogether and mm-hmm. only have civi- uh, uh, civil civil unions. unions. Yeah. And they should be contracts. Mm-hmm. Like Short they should term. be. They should be legal. Well, they d- wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be, but you would go and negotiate a contract, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, you would be like, these are my responsibilities. Mm-hmm. These are your responsibilities. This is, if you don't do these things, you're in breach of contract. If I don't, mm-hmm. you know, and actually have them be fucking contracts rather than, uh, and then if you want to go get married and you want to mm-hmm. be in front of your fucking church and your family sure. and your and your dog and whatever, then fucking do that right Mm -hmm. but and i think those civil contracts should be relatively rare like Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be something that just it's like oh i'm 20 i I definitely need to get i think they should just absolutely always be short term i think you should have five years max and i think at the end of that term either person can be like i'm just done and it it doesn't have to be messy and it doesn't have to be expensive and that is the way it is that's at how it any should time, be. Um, at, this is all you need to do to get out of a out of a marriage. Right. You just tap. I mean, you can get out. It's not. You're not. It's been. It's been surprising to me just how much. Um, you know, since this, and because I was the one that made the decision. The, I've turned into such a villain because, I, didn't give a good enough reason. You know, like you, you have to have a really, really good reason. If yeah, it's got to be something dramatic and catastrophic. It's, exactly, it's got to be dramatic. It's got to be cheating. It's got to be violence. It's got. There's got to be something happening. And in my marriage, there, that wasn't the case. There was nothing happening. I wasn't married to an abuser. Um, there wasn't cheating. There was. There were no none of those issues that are dramatic and call for screaming at each other. And none of that was happening. So then I'm looked at as though, well, then what's the problem? Right. Like, why don't you, then why do you want to leave? And how dare you throw away 21 years of marriage for, because you changed your mind? Like, what right. is wrong with you? And, and it, then, it, it gets I, so frustrating to be looked too, at you're that not way. <laughs> I should be able to Nobody's, just say I'm fucking done and that's it. So I've been, I mar- I've been married twice. Mm-hmm. To 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 two different women and mm-hmm. um and I have two children one with each of them mm-hmm. uh, and I did and I'm no longer married to either one of them mm-hmm. and uh, I don't feel like I've thrown away either no. of those marriages they were those, they were good while they lasted I exactly like yep. well you know good just because they but end the point doesn't is, mean is they were exactly what what was yeah. that I was just just because they end doesn't mean they were a failure or that they w- didn't matter. Or that you didn't like them while they were happening, but we we put it oh, in that yeah. context. If it ends, it was all for naught. It was. It's <laughs> just like, yeah. that is weird. I Which never really stupid. thought about that before. Throw it away. Well, Dan Savage talked about Throw that a away. lot on his podcast. Um, when I don't know, if he, I don't even know if he still does Savage Love, but he used to talk about it on Savage Love, where people look at marriage. It's a success, successful marriage if you if one of you dies. You know, <laughs> if one of you dies first. You had a successful marriage. It doesn't matter if you screamed at each other, you hated each other, and one of you was an alcoholic. Doesn't you get bonus matter. points so if you if die you close died, together. Oh yeah. If you die together, you get all if the points. If one of you died, but if you had a good marriage, if you, had, if you were happy enough together, if you were happy, if you had kids, if you were successful, but one of you chose to not be married anymore, that was a failure. Your marriage was a failure. And we don't seem to see how fucked up that is. Like, just because... 
you managed to live your entire life without ever not being in that marriage, that doesn't mean it was good or that it was a good way to spend your life or that it was successful. For me, like when I got married, I went into it with no cold feet whatsoever. I was confident I was doing the right thing. I, it was what I wanted. I felt, I, I really do think I went into it with a clear head. I think he did too. I think it was, I think it was great for a long time. But eventually, you change. You, so, uh, you get older. You fall out of love. That happens. And I also think another thing is that because it's a, like a, a never-ending commitment, mm-hmm. uh, then most people wait until it gets way shittier than mm-hmm. it should be Absolutely. to end it. Well, and I think this is a big thing my therapist has talked about with me, actually, and that has, again, come up with all of the fucking women in their 40s I know. Getting, it's funny, when I was in my 20s, all my friends were getting married. We were all at weddings, and now we're all getting divorced. But my therapist has talked about this where, and this is the case with all the women I know I've, who I've talked to, all of us at some point had some issue that we felt like needed to be addressed with our husbands. Um, in my case, a lot of it was just kind of undiagnosed anxiety, not treating that, all the effects thereof. Um, But with everybody, there was something going on in the marriage that they would try to go to their husband and be like, hey, this is a problem. We need to talk about it. I need you to address it. And most of the time, what would happen is the husband would either shut down completely, be like, nope, not talking, can't do it, cannot do it, because they didn't have the emotional IQ or the communication skills, or they just couldn't deal with it, so they would not talk about it. And if the woman didn't bring it up again, then it just wasn't an issue anymore. And so that would keep repeating that would happen over and over again until the woman decided well that's not working so I'm just going to put out all of these nonverbal cues that I'm not happy right so you would do all of these things that you in your head thought would make it obvious that you weren't happy but again what my therapist said was that nine times out of ten the men do not pick up on any of those cues at all awesome at nonverbal cues what are you talking about (laughs) they are like they did not see any of it and so what happened was all of us go to our husbands and we're like hey I want to get divorced and all of them go where in the fuck is this coming from what there was nothing wrong with our marriage why didn't you tell me why didn't we talk? Like, we did. But they, all of them, to a person, <laughs> have been in full denial about it. And have, you know, in my case, I was blamed for not trying harder to talk about it. And so we usually will get to the point where we're just, done. we're done. Like, we've, for years in our head, we've been kicking it around and trying to figure out if right. there was a way to save it. And we've gotten to the point where we just fucking can't and we're done. The men haven't gotten to that point yet. Right. They still in their head think that it's an okay relationship for whatever reason. Like they think it is what it's supposed to be. And so all of a sudden they're in a situation where their entire life has now changed and they don't understand why because they don't think there was a problem. And we're frustrated because we're like, I tried to fucking tell you all these times. I think it's hard to like put it on gender lines Mm -hmm. but yes i do think that it is true that uh a lot of times in a relationship that ends Mm -hmm. one person is like completely blindsided by that and then the other person's like are you fucking kidding me yeah like like this this was okay with you like this was a good 
but I, I, people get comfortable. I would say on a whole, yeah, I would say on a whole, <laughs> men do have the tendency to be uh, fucking lazy. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned in your podcast that you <laughs> that you were too lazy to get a divorce. Oh yeah, I don't want to um, date. And you would say that. that, you know. And mm-hmm. it's like, but I mean, I think That's a lot of guys are just too lazy to get out of a relationship because it's like, well, what else am I gonna it ain't do? Great, but <laughs> well, uh, and I. We, 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 you know, we just, we're, we're just easy. But I get we're just fed. Easy easily contented. But <laughs> you get fed. That's the point is that, you know, we, I was talking to someone about this the other day about how we're, and I've talked to John Carlson about this a lot too, actually, that we're kind of in this weird generation where the generation that came before us was still kind of in those gender roles was still, you know, the wife was still doing the cooking and the housework and doing all of this shit. But the women were starting to work. And we never figured out as a culture how we were going to bridge that gap between, okay, now that they're both at work, who's going to take care of the fucking house, right? Like, we never figured out how to kind of make that work. Or right. We just assumed women would do all of that. Like, they'll, they'll work and they'll do all the shit they were doing at home, right? And so we did. And then our generation comes along and we're like, no, fuck that. We want equal marriages. We want the husbands to do shit. And the men too are like, no, I want to be a father. I want to be involved. I want to be an equal partner. And they, to a certain extent they do like they get into the marriages. My husband is an excellent dad and would complain non fucking stop about not having uh, changing tables in men's rooms at restaurants and about his, his friends wanting to go to the bar all the time when he was like, no, I want to be, with my kids and his friends saying things like, oh, you got stuck babysitting. And he's like, no, they're my kids. Yeah, I'm not yeah, fucking babysitting, babysitting right? Okay, so yeah. we're ch- like, our generation has changed. We have changed things so that our husbands are better than their dads were. But we've also, it, and we see our kids going into this future where it does seem even more egalitarian and more equal. But it's like, it's just not enough for us because we are still ending up doing all of the mental labor, all of the emotional labor. The mental labor is the thing that I think for, I didn't know there was a word for that. I just thought it was a thing that festered in my own brain and it it was a me problem. I didn't know it was something every other woman I know who's married was also thinking. And, and it's basically, I used to explain to people as like, what's for dinner, right? You have, What's for dinner kicking around in your head all day? And that was in the background of my mind for 20 years, every fucking day. Hmm. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What's for now? If I asked my husband, hey, can you make dinner? He would. Yeah. He's not going to make anything good because he's not going to learn how to cook anything, but he'll make a frozen pizza. He'll go pick something up. He'll make sure that we are fed, which is awesome. But I'm going to have to go to him and say, can you take care of this, right? Because it's the, it's in my head and I'm the one who needs to make sure that it gets taken care of. If I don't do that, he's going to come to me at four o'clock and be like, what are the dinner plans? You got plans for dinner? What are we doing for dinner? Should I make something? Like, because it hasn't been kicking around in his head all day. He knows somebody else is going to take on that mental labor about thinking about it and about thinking, do we need shit from the grocery store? If we do need shit from the See, grocery store. See, that's just weird we for me to hear because it's I think about constant. dinner all day. <clears throat> All day, you <laughs> like I'll be eating yeah. breakfast, looking forward to dinner. But are you the one making the decision about it? Uh, you never know with us. I mean, but you're also fucking grown ass adults. Like it's a different 
yeah. it's a different thing than everything's yeah, a different well, at got, our yeah. stage of the game everything's a different you, ball it, game like totally. like division of labor and stuff like mm-hmm. that it basically like just who's there you know like she's better at some stuff I'm mm-hmm. way better at other stuff which is you how know, it like, should be ideally yeah and I mean you're primary you mm-hmm. know boo boo wrangler so yeah well I think and when it comes to kids that's where it gets even more complicated because I again he's a great dad um but for my whole life, my whole adult life, having kids, I know, I can tell you what doctor they go to. I can tell you what sizes they wear. I can tell you what meds they are on. I can tell you what their mental health diagnoses are. I can tell you when their sheets were changed last. I can tell you when they need new clothes. Every single minute detail that goes into a kid's life is in my brain. Sure, but that doesn't, that's <clears throat> not like the, that doesn't mean, because that certainly is not my case, right? I do not. Mm-hmm no fuck my children's birthdays why? I mean I could come up with it but why? but it would take me why don't a while. you know just it's not in the brain um, and it's not that I don't care about my kids and I don't mm-hmm. love them and I don't like, sure I feel like I actually was a fairly good dad and had mm-hmm. a have a good yeah. solid relationship with them but it's if you just had to not take, those if you things had to take them to the ER and yeah. the person at the ER said what's your what's their date of birth oh I could come up with it you could yeah because that that's the thing like it's not that we want to, if we don't remember that stuff consequences ha- if i don't remember that my kids medication is about to run out they're going to run out if i don't remind them to take their medication they're not going to take their medication if i don't make sure that they have clean clothes to wear they're not going to have clean clothes to wear like there's it's all of these little things that have consequences that our husbands just haven't really had to take on and think about because they rely on us to do it. And I think a lot of that is because there is this belief that we want to do it as women. We want to be the ones uh, taking care of our family and taking care of our house. And we, as women, we fall into those roles. So we I, do it because we think right. we're supposed to. But I right? also think like, if in a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. then those, those divisions of labor mm-hmm. should be like discussed and mm-hmm. and decided on and they should like be. i would like i i'm willing to do this and you are you and you're willing to do this and you kind of come up with a thing happens. see we just settled into ours well that's the way most thing happens well are you talking about you and christine mm-hmm. yeah it's fucking not fair kyle <laughs> that's not a fair relationship mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. you were both mm-hmm. in your 40s yeah and you like d- did like have you're like, oh, this is what I yeah. do. This, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you guys are, are great, but that's a totally different Yeah, I was going to say, I should caveat that most of my generalizations are about traditional Tra- yeah. younger marriage. Mm-hmm. People so get I'm married young to pull, with kids. Like, my, mm-hmm. my first marriage like, mm-hmm. uh, experience. Well, like, when I think um, back, I'm like, you don't do the shit my mom did. What the fuck is your problem? <laughs> I really did expect like... To be better, to be better taken care of. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I remember, oh God, and I've, just, it, it, this stuff just fosters so much resentment after a while. Um, but I will get asked questions all the time, like, you know, how do we do this or how do we do that? And I'm, I, I have to be like, I was not fucking born with a chip in my brain that told me how to make lasagna. <laughs> I had to figure that shit out myself. But because I'm in the house, the three males in my house can just come to me and be like, how do you make lasagna? And I'm supposed to tell them how to do it. I had to learn that out. My, like, you need to get those motherfuckers out. some Google. I had yeah, to I was just th- thinking, <clears throat> there is this Google machine. There is. Um, Same thing that ruined our goddamn mm-hmm. 
bullshit like confidence uh, the, the powering through fucking correctness yeah i just fuck even, you google in my house even down to like how do you spell this word i'm good at spelling so they know i know how to spell so i have to spell <laughs> holy shit <laughs> see oh, the truth comes out i didn't ask fucking you. ask you jesus no, fucking we did say phone. google earlier though so oh, that's have, true yeah. shit um yeah no it's and again, I always thought this was just my problem because I wasn't taking the time to tell my husband, I just need you to fucking get shit done, right? Hmm. He would if I if I told him, I need you to take care of the kids getting their vaccinations. Okay, if I went to him and said that, he would do it, but that would consist of me telling him where to get the vaccinations, right. how to look no, up I when they that. got the last ones, how, like just... So it turns into more work for me. So I get to the point where I'm just like, I'll just fucking do it. And that's how all the women I know have done things. They've, they've so, seen it as more work to get the other person up to speed on it. So you know it's like totally okay that you got divorced, right? Oh, I do now, yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I do now. I feel like you're, like you're saying, like, mm-hmm. and, I, and I get that because mm-hmm. you're not getting necessarily, like, right. acceptance from everybody. I mean, but I am from people, my friends. I, right. I, I'm but talking generally the about pressure society. Of, like, there's this. Yeah, the, but yeah. Yeah. Like, I pretty much have the rule I don't do anything I don't want to mm-hmm. do. I mean. I do And now. again, I'm a grown man now. And I don't mm-hmm. have to, like, I don't have those. Like, children, when they're younger, like you just sometimes you just got to do shit that doesn't mm-hmm. that you don't want to do because it's right. best for your children. But sure. I'm not in that spot anymore. Right. So I just don't do shit. Anything I. I don't want to do. Me neither. I mean, um, I, I got to a point where, again, talking about the communication issues, um, I just I fucking hate cooking. I've never liked it. Yeah. One day I just fucking quit. Yeah. I quit doing it. I'm like nobody's going to starve. They'll figure it the fuck out. And again, my kids weren't little, little. <laughs> so like they were old enough to know how to get a pop tart. Right. From the snack thing. My husband's a capable adult. I had to teach him how to make scrambled eggs at age 32 because nobody else did. Because why would you teach a male child how to... But I, I taught him how to do that. But I got to the point where I just quit doing it and I didn't tell anybody I quit doing it. I didn't tell him I quit doing it. I just waited until he figured it out. Hmm. Because going and telling him I was going to quit doing it would have been more mental labor for me. I would have had to worry about his mood and his anxiety and explaining why just all of this bullshit where it was like you know what if i just fucking stop doing it shit'll sort itself out i did the same thing with the laundry i just quit doing the fucking laundry one day mm-hmm. like i guess we'll see when people figure out they need clothes without but me this is doing before. it before <clears throat> this, this was, was before and now you're oh yeah no now i don't do shit right. that's not for me right. um i'm talking about yes during marriage no right now we are in a situation where we're and you were yeah. still the one that decided to get divorced mm-hmm. <laughs> no but Certainly I think that's was. common that people yeah. are like want to get out mm-hmm. of something and so they just kind of like tr- I think are you just, trying you to just say give like up. you're just like I and the, and 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 yet those are the un uh uh what did you what did you say like uh I think I the, think the unverbal nonverbal verbal cues, uh, cues and like, that was a nonverbal cue, and it was directly because there were plenty of times where I would say hey can you do a load of laundry and he would do the load of laundry. Again, if I ask for the help, I'll get the help. But the, you don't need an automaton. I you need a partner. I right. shouldn't no, I have to ask for the help, right? I should have a partner who sees that the laundry needs to be done and does the fucking laundry, right? Or, well, see now, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> That's the whole idea of like, I'm sorry, I didn't. didn't uh, now you're mad at me because I didn't read your mind. But, mm-hmm. but 
I understand what you're saying. The right. idea is, hey, could you help out with the laundry? And then that should be a cue that I need to but put more effort into the laundry. But like on an ongoing basis, you're not. Like, it's you're right. It's it's the it's the fact that I have to I have to ask for the help as though I am the household manager, right? I am right. the default. No, totally I'm the good. default household manager, and all the women that I know are the default so household manager. In summation, mm-hmm. it's totally okay. Please get divorced, everybody. I'm just... Well, I mean, if you're unhappy... Just don't get married until you're in your 40s. don't get fucking married ever. I, I've come to the conclusion so, that... So, I, it's, again, I'm not 100% opposed we, to getting yeah. married, for, to, for mm-hmm. people getting married. And I'm even not even opposed for people to get married at a young age sure. if they want to have children together because it sure. just makes things Whatever. work better. Do what you're going to do. But... I just think we need to get rid of that expectation that sure, it's going to last, gonna last forever. Because yeah. why? Like, why, why do we Well, I know exactly why. It's, uh, it dates back to the fucking well, Puritans. It's to keep women around taking care of men and making them lasagna and do, doing their laundry. I mean, it definitely like, is a, you know, a, a, it's a Judeo-Christian thing. patriarchy. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And I... And I, I, and I don't yeah. even think that most men would be all of that um, unhappy with the idea of, of doing a... Like, okay... I love you forever, mm-hmm. but let's just do it for five years because yeah. then, and oh, then, yeah. and then it keeps so both people honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like here, let's put it out there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so I know a lot of guys who got married to this really hot woman when they were in their twenties, and now the next thing you know, they are married to their mom, and they're unhappy with that, and now they don't have any sexual ever. Okay, but if it's just a five-year commitment, mm-hmm. like that still might happen mm-hmm. but then you don't have to renew yeah absolutely. And guess what that might keep that person that you were going to love forever and taking more care of them i will tell you some of the secrets of the sisterhood to the men if you don't tell anybody i told you yeah no. um, it'll one be of, one of our the keys, secret yeah one of the well, keys to i think shelly's probably watching keeping a wife one of the keys to keeping a wife again don't tell anyone, circle I told of trust shelly um don't just walk around the house constantly in your boxer shorts just thinking that you're attractive and that your wife should just want to have sex with you yeah like, but what if you are me, this fucking hot <laughs> like then even if uh, you're even if you're rip um even rip from yellowstone it I would pretty get much assume everybody's wife old. wants to have sex with me it would get old to just see him walking around in his fucking boxer shorts all the time like well, People Cole talk Hauser, about women giving Cole up. Cole Hauser has a like dad bod and stuff anyway. Like he's a good he's probably a good example for that. You still get tired of it. People talk about women giving up and just, you know, not caring. Men, you do that same fucking thing and it drives us crazy and you leave your dirty clothes around and you like just all this shit that is not attractive. But then women are the ones who are looked at as but why aren't you having sex with me anymore? I mean, I'm just saying. It, you could you could try harder. You could try harder. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's take a quick break because I got to go. Potty. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Spitballing, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Matt Taylor here with my good buddy. Kyle. And we have Amy with the Y in the house. So the reason I got a hold of Kyle this morning and said, hey, um, well, actually, I just, <laughs> this was actually what I said. I said, um. Uh, Dana White may not have started that fight, but he sure did finish it. And he just gave me a laugh. But if you haven't heard um, in the news today, Dana White, the president of the UFC, was recorded um, slapping his wife at a uh, nightclub in somewhere. They went on, out for New Year's. On, yeah, it was on New Year's Eve. And uh, 
Um, it, I mean, it was all over the place. Like, everybody was talking about it. And, I mean, so I went and, like, watched the video. And, and basically, they're up on this balcony, um, kind of in this VIP area and b- with a bunch of people. And uh, he walks up to her and he says something. And she turns around and fucking slaps him. And he just instantly <laughs> slaps her. And his slap was much better than hers. <laughs> and, boom, she went down. And then everybody jumped on him, whatever. And then... He went on some show and uh, was they and he like you know yeah made said, a statement and made shit a statement. like and essentially the statement was you know like that was fucking awful. There's no excuse for that. We were both drinking and uh, you know we were wasted and you know blah blah blah. And he was just like they, it was awful, but we're okay. Like yeah, we're, we've apologized to each other. Yeah. You know, apologize please respect that it's this is you know between us and fucking blah blah blah. And then Anne is his wife. Um, you know, she basically made the same statement, saying you know like we're fine. It was drunken stupidity. It's never happened before. Don't ever think it'll ever happen again. But whatever. Um, and of course, I thought it was all funny because <laughs> that's the way my humor runs. And so I had to follow that message up with uh, something to the extent of that. Uh, uh, Will Smith should really start training with Dan White because if he uh, if he slapped Chris Rock like that, he <laughs> dropped like a bitch. And then I was like, okay, I have to stop now before I start acting. I had to just t- put it out there to Kyle because I knew he wouldn't judge me for my <laughs> um, horribleness. Well, and I'd just been following the story. I've never, I haven't seen the video. I've just been following the story. I like to go into the comments on like Facebook posts about it and stuff, and just read the stupid shit that people post on there. Um, like you, you see so much of that like white knight type shit you know like there's never a reason to put your hands on a woman and i'm like you don't know some of the fucking women that i know clearly you know like i mean the, you, like and why is that a why is it a woman you don't hit another fucking person like how about if we just say that so what i what i think is i think that dana white really showed himself to be a true feminist you know i mean i fucking I, there's a reason to hit everybody you know, ain't nobody above an ass woman. <laughs> you know, you know, that's a quote from Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he still feels that way, but um, <clears throat> so like people can fucking make you hit them. Um, and like I said, there's a reason to fucking hit everybody. You just it's just one of those things that you can't you can't do. Don't fucking like somebody might give you a reason to hit them, but don't hit them. Um, now, like situation like this fucking non it's a non-story to me it's not a fucking issue like does anybody want that in their relationship no you know uh is there some like does is is there somebody outside of that relationship that the whites need to fucking uh like explain themselves to or fucking like does that you know no fucking like leave them alone at this point you know like fuck and that white knight shit like that's just so fucking stupid uh i mean I've I've had to intervene like when with like a crazy methed out girl attacking the girl that I'm with you know shit like that like sometimes you do have to fucking like put your hands on fucking people that are out of you know out of fucking control um, this shit is yeah <laughs> and the shit that people say like in, in the like this has never happened before like I guarantee this has happened before like I read that today and I'm like how are you gonna guarantee that you don't fucking know like they said, this has never happened before. So let's just take their word for it and fucking like. No. I guarantee this has never ha- this has happened before. Can I speak on behalf of all women? Yeah, <clears throat> please, please. 
If you don't, we will. I will start by saying I know nothing about this story. I've heard nothing. All I know is what you just said and what you just said. Um, but it's a little red flaggy just because uh, I don't think I would have said I guarantee it's happened before. But I can see why somebody would say that. Usually violence, domestic violence like that coming from either side doesn't just happen one time and disappear. Like that's not very common. Usually it's it's something that goes on over a period of time. Um, and it, it would genuinely shock me if it were something like, oh, this happened this one time and it will never happen again. I Statistically, that's not usually what happens. But, um, and it makes me think, you know, there's a lot of times that, I don't know, women will do something that, I, I don't, I, yeah. No. Women will do something okay. I Women will, okay. So when you're in an abusive relationship, you will do a thing um, that from the outside looks very bad. Like I was in an abusive relationship. I threw plates at him one time, right? And I, you kind of get in a mindset where you feel like you're defending yourself or you know, you do this thing that you shouldn't have done that was violent, and then that gets used as a reason that you are the problem, right? Like, I'm not the problem, because the abuser. Because if you're doing it you first, look at you you're the being problem. Crazy. <laughs> right, but in that instance, you're not looking at it in the context of the entire relationship and what's going on in the entire relationship. Well, I think yes, that's in that, in that one that. small instance, yes, that don't. she hit him first and he hit her back. Like, that's it's easy to look at it that way. I again, I don't really care about this story. No, no nobody, nobody should is. care about yeah. the story. That's but, actually kind of the yeah, point. Yeah, no, nobody should care. I'm just, to me, That's like right. I look at that as, it, it, I don't know how long that relationship has been going on, but it well, seems thirty years. They've probably, been married. Well, Twenty six years, I guess they've been married. They said that makes um, me feel like there's probably some shit going on in that marriage. Maybe, that but we have about. no idea what's going on in this. But what we do know is we know that on New Year's Eve, two people were out drunk. Mm-hmm. She smacked him and he instantly smacked her. Now, there's a mm-hmm. th- now one thing that is uh, important to note is it was instantaneous reaction. Uh, so it wasn't like a, um, he got he got mad and thought about it for a minute and then fucking chased her down. Her. And, yeah. you know, it was she went smack and he was I mean, he, 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 his face turned and then, you know, and like it was reactive. Now. Who knows what's going on in their life? And, and, and honestly, who gives a shit? Uh, uh, like, I don't want anybody to be, have to be in an abusive relationship. Um, but if, if Anne decides to leave Dana, she'll probably be okay. Like, we're talking about, I think he makes some, some money. I think, th- I think she's going to be all right. And she doesn't want, I mean, according to her, according to her public statement, she doesn't want to. And again, that's nobody, but it's just crazy how fucking crazy people got about the situation. Um, and it doesn't necessarily help that we're talking about a guy who is in the midst of this sport of the UFC and it's all, you know, misogynist or whatever. And he's always been very, um, uh, critical. He's cut fighters for, um, yeah. Uh, being abusive and so on and so forth and has always kind of made that stand and I did in like when he did his um, statement because it really wasn't an apology it was a statement saying uh, 
Yeah, I've always been the one saying there's never an excuse to, to hit a woman, and yet here I am mm-hmm. on this program having to talk about it. This is ridiculous, and this is horrible, but we're okay, and we're going to be okay. Well, it, it just does, I'm, again, specula- generalizing wildly here. I do think men have a, a little bit more responsibility to control themselves because just inherently they are more threatening and larger than we are in most circumstances. Like, I... I I don't. I don't know. I don't disagree with the fact that that overall the person who has more more power has uh, a a little bit more responsibility. responsibility. That doesn't mean that that somebody shouldn't react. No, I get that. And I shouldn't even say should react. That, but that you can't fucking Mm -hmm. uh, crucify somebody who does react. Well, that's our culture. We we love crucifying people. Well, that's what we do. This is America. True, true. Come on, that's our favorite Um, pastime. Yeah, I just you know I figured we had to we had to get back to the slap happy. (laughs) But again, I'm telling you, man, Will, if you want to get a hold of Dana, I'm sure he can show you that technique. He fucking it was just fired right from the hip. It was it was it was it was truly beautiful. (laughs) And actually, Dana, I mean. Is I, I mean he was a boxer. I mean he's he's a he. Maybe has, he should take up axe throwing. He probably should take up axe throwing. <laughs> I'm just saying it saved me. Or from maybe many not being out wasted um, on New Year's Eve. Yeah, with your, that's. With, I mean, and then again, you know, says the that person who got drunk too. on New Year's Eve. Wow. Because it seemed like a good idea at the time. I was home by like nine thirty, ten o'clock. No, I mean. No, I was home all night. I was in bed by like 9.30 or 10 o'clock. I'm so... I think it was a little earlier than that, according to your wife. You well, were snoring by 6.30, Yeah, I was falling said. asleep on the couch at 6.30. Um, it's been a long day. I get up early. <laughs> I've been doing that for years, though. Like, I've, I haven't stayed up for New Year's Eve in fucking years. I mean, like, I just you know stay what? up this by default. It. I don't think I've been asleep before midnight. Now that I don't work in bars anymore, it's like I'm like, okay, yes, I've gotten old. Also, I'm like rebelling against that shit. Like, I don't have to do shit. Like, I had to stay up for. I like I had to be up for New Year's mm-hmm. for fucking twenty something years. You know, like, oh right, no, yeah, like, till four o'clock in the morning doing. Yeah. Like I'll never fucking close yeah. down another bar again. That's one of the weird things about just getting diagnosed with ADHD and getting medicated for it. My sleep schedule. <laughs> Thank you, Adderall. I can actually stay <laughs> up now past eight p.m. Um, God, I used to sleep so more than I do now but now I feel like I still get enough sleep that I function perfectly fine hmm. but I can stay up till midnight now and not feel like total shit the next day which is how I functioned for years I needed like I went to bed at like 8 and got up at 7 or 8 the next morning oh really <laughs> oh yeah I needed like 6 but one of my friends was telling my friend Laura she's like I think it's just that you're not bored anymore Oh right, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that hit me. That hit me hard because it was right after the whole divorce thing. And I'm like, you're right. I'm not bored. <laughs> I'm not as bored as I was with life generally, and but also Adderall. So <laughs> combination of the boredom and the Adderall. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. Did you want to talk about the Greta oh, incident? You know, might as well. Um, I just love that. I just want to like thank. Greta Thunberg for the memes because that fucking whole incident with the kickboxer guy I don't even know that guy's fucking name what is that guy's name um, so what is it that happened because I didn't even 
I still have not. I have no idea. So what there's some on. some kickboxer guy was really something like, about a pizza. That's all I was getting on Greta on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so Andrew Tate uh, is a former kickboxer, and now he's like a <clears throat> social media fucking influencer slash wannabe <clears throat> gangster, and uh, he was busting. He, he, so he started in about all of his cars. You know, he's he's like harassing her on fucking Twitter and uh, talking about, you know, because she's a climate cha- a, a climate activist and he's talking about his 33 cars, you know, like. Is it, isn't she like a teenager? Yeah. She's like 19. She's I like, yeah. I mean, she was like um, sick. Uh, she might even be in her 20s now, but well, she was really young when she so was. Pe- just yeah. And people were people have been like weirdly hateful towards her and oh, shit, yeah. you know, like. Absolutely. Like grown ass men. Dare being, a, how dare a young woman actually. Right. Give a fuck about the planet the that she's inheriting, you know. But, and say And things. that's the thing. Basically, fucking, like, if you find yourself feeling hateful towards Greta Thunberg, you're probably someone that I would consider a fucking moron, um, you know, and whatever, that, you know, and, and you would probably consider me a fucking moron. So anyway, so, so so he's like giving her shit, saying, "Oh, I got thirty cars. You should check out my carbon footprint." Yeah, and, and he's then telling her about his, her, her tell, like telling her about his cars and stuff, and she's like, "Oh, that's really interesting. You should tell me more about it. You can email me at smalldickenergy at fuckgetalife dot com or whatever." And <laughs> which is a, which is fucking like it's like, oh snap! Yeah, she just fucking burns him. He's a fucking like a well known fucking super misogynistic douchebag, much like myself, and. uh Fucking so she just owns him on fucking Twitter. So then, uh, he's like posting some video reply or some shit, and the authorities in Romania, where he's wanted in connection with human trafficking and rape, um, they fucking (laughs) they they see pizza a pizza box in the background or whatever from a very specific fucking pizza place. They go to the pizza place and get his address and go fucking arrest him and his brother. It's like Kyle sitting at Slice on Oak going like, fuck you, the Slice on Oak. Where could he possibly be? Fucking. And uh, yeah, so (laughs) that did not work out fucking well for him. And the memes are fucking hilarious. I mean, as is that situation, like, that's what you get, dipshit. Yeah, I think think any story of like a giant asshole being completely owned by a young woman... I'm always down for that. It's just beautiful. I appreciate it. <laughs> I think I, I loved that during the um, the January 6th hearings, I, I was just blissful about the idea that a 25-year-old woman was the one going there and just taking down all of these fucking... <laughs> asshole right winger i i couldn't i couldn't watch any of it really no it was fascinating i've i've listened to a few podcasts about it but like i loved watching it really usually i don't watch that kind of stuff honestly but i sat and watched every minute really (laughs) oh yeah it was fascinating it was i don't know it was fascinating to me to watch all of these people who are themselves giant fucking assholes going into congress and being the good guys all of a sudden and just like look at me if that yeah you were fucking enabling that motherfucker for how long and now you're a good guy spare but besides that it was just interesting to see what they all had to say and some of the shit that of course trump throws his fucking food at the wall like a child like that surprises anybody (laughs) i just can't It, it was just fun to hear that shit confirmed and 
then to see people actually be outraged or surprised by it, like the image of Trump throwing his McSandwich at a wall is the most normal thing in the world to me. Yeah, like, like, I would be surprised if he didn't do with, that kind of with shit. With food flying out of oh, his yeah. fucking mouth and just an and angry tirade. His at, fucking like, hair flying around. Screaming at the Secret Service person and like, tra- of course he does that shit. Like, people are surprised that he's he's a fucking narcissistic <laughs> sociopath. How do we... We let him. We let a toddler be in charge of the country, and then he did toddler shit. Nobody's surprised. Either you already know, right? Or you're in denial because you're part of that fucking yeah. cult of idiots. Well, and to me, like after that point, if you were still on the Trump train after that, how many times no have you said left. that though? Like, I mean, true, we're like, true, this true, has got to be the one. Nobody's going to support so. him after yeah. this. I don't know. There they are. All the other ones, though, I was still like, I don't know. These people are crazy. They're still going to support him. But after this, like, it was just. Really? See, after grabbing by the pussy, I was kind of like, couldn't figure it out. I don't know. I was not surprised people didn't dump him out. Really? I I was like, what the fuck? That's grade A. And not even. There's so many guys that are like, yeah, but I said that in the lock. Because guys have said that in the lock. Yeah, but not only only did he say like, I'm going to grab him by the pussy. Mm -hmm. He said like, and I can do it because I'm rich. And that's the part. So actually, the the whole grabbing him by the pussy thing, Mm -hmm. that wasn't even that. I mean, I'm like, whatever. People say we're a chick. I don't know about that locker room talk one, though. That thing, like, because I've I've had, like, people have said that to me, too, and I'm like, like, what locker room, like, Mm -hmm. because I've been in a lot of locker rooms and shit, and I, it doesn't sound like we don't talk like that. Yeah, you know? like but, I, I, but it's like, hard for me to judge because I'm in. So it's the ju- like nine, the, like the only locker room I'm ever in is in the jujitsu locker room, and then and then it's like there's like a it's kind of like the whole idea of an armed society is a polite society. That's kind of what it's like when you're around a bunch of jujitsu guys. I mean, any one of us could could technically just probably mm-hmm. kill the other one at any given moment. So it's like, you know, everybody's pretty nice but to see, each Like other. a football locker room is not like, I mean, you don't like, I don't know. You don't, mostly you're just, generally don't talk like mostly that. Mostly you're just uh, so making like, fun of the other person. I think, know. I think the reason that you hear, you hear that one a lot because we did hear that a lot during well, that whole he fucking said thing. It. Mm-hmm. He said it was locker room talk. That was, mm-hmm. that see, was what, I was going to say, it's probably fucking guys that have never like, that haven't spent much time in a locker room. Cause they like, and they think that's how guys talk. Well, like, so let me ask you this though. Cause, Trump, cause Trump obviously spent a ton of time in the locker room. He's super Outside fit. of a locker room. Cause I'm not, I am not in, I'm not privy to what goes on in groups of men when they are just, there are no women around and they're talking to each other. When it's just groups of guys, be it in a locker room or not, does that kind of shit get said? And actually, you know, I think so maybe we're not the best kind of example. A, mm-hmm. Kyle and I are not the best example because okay. when we get together with our friends, right. we mostly talk about different, geek shit. I, I'm thinking yeah. maybe when you're, I'm thinking guys, but like from college like, guys, guys in their yeah. 20s, from guys like football and shit. that kind of shit. Um, honestly, that stuff, like talking like that, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to use this fucking expression because the douchebags use it, that's kind of a fucking beta thing. Like guys that want to like the guys that want to impress their friends right. by saying nasty you know, like that's, that's kind of how they talk. So people like Trump, but the guy, yeah, man, like that's what I'm saying. Like like those guys mm-hmm. think that like guys talk like that when like the the guys that they I think a lot of times the people that they want to emulate mm-hmm. are like, uh, no, dude, like whatever, like fucking, like, and people that you know like the locker room doesn't really sound like that in yeah. most instances. And the yeah. guys that fucking like want to talk like that. The actual alpha is just mm-hmm. like, mm, 
Yeah. That's that's like, grody, dude. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm that's kinda that's yeah. kinda that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Um those guys like Yeah, fucking, I definitely see that. Yeah, uh, but your, your Trumps, yeah, sure. They, you know, they do sound like that. Well, the I think for women, it was again. I'm not in groups of men when they are talking like that, so I don't know. So I think it as, a, and we've been doing a lot of men women generalizations here today. But mm-hmm. I actually think that women, when they are talking amongst women, are much more graphic about, uh, especially about sex. No, oh, here's here's the well, thing. I have. Go I, ahead. I mean. Perhaps maybe not mm-hmm. in your group, but though I find mm-hmm. that in me and men, for, for the most part, like mm-hmm. are not graphic about it. Mm-hmm. We're very private about, it, especially, especially yeah. the person that we're <clears throat> with. Like it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not telling you about that, you fucking right. weirdo. Yeah, we we seldom compare notes and shit like that. Like it's not really that's not that's not the thing that people that I think people would be, I think people. I think women would be surprised how little we like compare Actually. notes and shit like well, that. Well, going out in our group of friends, most people would just be bored out of their fucking mind. <laughs> True. <laughs> I think you would always say that in your group. Until we join a motorcycle gang. Well, no. In my So one thing that I think is interesting <laughs> is I have noticed, um, you know, one of the, I guess one of the, going back to the divorce thing, one of the reasons that I thought that I was alone and feeling the way I felt is that my female friends and I would talk about all kinds of shit, but we never really talked about sex as much as like, if you watch sex in the city or you, we don't talk about, you know, most of us throughout, I guess that time in my life, most of my friends, we would talk about it, but it was never super open. Um, whereas now my female friends that are all in their forties and getting divorced and we're all figuring out this shit about ourselves that we didn't, have the opportunity to realize because we were stuck in boring marriages. Now we've all started talking about it. And now it's kind of this new, like, I don't know. It's a, now we are much more graphic with each other and we do compare notes. I'm just <laughs> Maybe, yeah. maybe, I don't know. I, I, think I it's, would I say think it's this single women that might we be more graphic. Yes, absolutely. Single women. I was, these are all women who are recently divorced or single. Um, but yeah, we, it's, it's weird to me how little I did talk about it with my friends when really we were all kind of going through similar experiences. And then to go from that to where I am now with a lot of my friends where we're just straight up sending each other nudes. Cause <laughs> we're oh, like, yeah. look at how good this one is. And then we all congratulate each other. Cause we're like, we're better at this than men are. Which so we're by just the way, send them to I do other. expect an invite to so. that private you can't be in it. Sorry. You cannot be in whole life or no life. It's female only. You guys follow anything about Elon Musk, like uh, getting, uh, buying Twitter and all that? I try Uh, not to follow anything I'm not going to say too much. I don't don't know too much Mm -hmm. about Elon one way or the other, but I will say he's got fucking badass internet. I finally got Starlink, and I'm so excited about it because I live in a place where there is no fucking internet. Like, my phone doesn't even have internet. Which is weird to me because you live like two miles out of town. Oh, yeah. It's right on the main road. Yeah, it's right on fucking Wise Road. And fucking... It's just this one little street that doesn't have fucking internet and... and have I, you tried nothing. asking to speak to a manager? <laughs> That's what I would do. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I don't know what... It's... it's there's, I, who the fuck knows? But anyway, I finally yeah, got Starlink. Yeah, that's how he got Elon Musk's like, number. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, he uh, he bought Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's because he, I don't know much about it other than the fact that he was like, oh yeah, free speech, everything's great. I'm going to let all these people 
back on Twitter and then he lets Kanye on Twitter. <laughs> and then Kanye goes on fucking uh, on uh, Alex Jones. Did you guys see that? Fuck no. Oh. So Kanye goes on Alex Jones. Do you know who Alex Jones is? Right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. That's and why I said fuck Alex no. Jones, I didn't see him on Alex Jones. And Kanye is wearing a fucking gimp mask, right? Okay. Talking about how much he likes Hitler. And Alex Jones is like going... <clears throat> Too far. Man. The voice of reason, um, Alex Jones. He's going, whoa, whoa, Kanye, I know you're just being uh, uh, facetious there. And, and <laughs> it's a pretty good Alex Jones, Am actually. Huh? Yeah, and uh, Con- Kanye's like, no, I really do like Hitler. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, well, um, I, just to be clear, I, I don't like Hitler. <laughs> and it was so fucking weird. Listen, Alex, no one believes you. Yeah, but that's at least, I'm not, uh, no doubt about Mm -hmm. it. Um, But uh, when Alex Jones is the one fucking putting the brakes on a conversation, you know the crazy train has left the station. So here's my question, though. Like, the more I see stuff, um, the more I see, like, headlines about Kanye West, I'm like, fuck, you know. Is it performance art? Well, I mean, can't we get him in a conservative ship, in conservatorship with Britney Spears' dad right? or something? Like, what the fuck? Like, like you, we're just better. letting him like do this shit for our entertainment when clearly, if this is real, there's something fucking wrong. Yeah, if, know, if, it's, like, if it's real, there's something wrong. If it is not, I'm torn on whether, whether it's, it's real, real or, or whether it is all performance art. I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't care that much. I think either, he's crazy as a motherfucker. But then. He goes back on Twitter and he puts a fucking uh, Star of David with a with a swastika in the middle of it, nice. and then Elon kicks Classy. him back off Twitter. And it's like, but free speech, exactly. Free speech, man. My free speech. It's like you are like I. And again, I have mixed feelings about Elon, and I don't know that much about him. But I, the, you know what I do know about him? Mm-hmm. He's a fucking expert on World War II airplanes. And I listened to a podcast when he well, was. That's cool. Yeah, and I'm not talking about like mm-hmm. kind of an expert. I'm talking like mm-hmm. he's like the expert. And he was on Dan Carlin, mm-hmm. just talking about fucking airplanes, and it was really interesting. And I was like, oh my god, this guy knows fucking everything there's about a, airplanes. But good. That doesn't have anything else to do with like his <laughs> sure. life. It's just I, just cause, just because somebody knows about airplanes doesn't make them. There's a, a great person. show called What a Creep, a podcast called, it's one of my favorite podcasts, and it's literally just two women talking about creeps, and they pick a different creep every week, and it's always famous people. They did an episode on Elon Musk, and Jesus fucking Christ, that guy, like, it's it's a fun show. I God like damn it. it. Now I have, go- now I have a what goal. just What a Creep. Go look at What a Creep. Now I have to get famous. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they can do an episode on you. Yeah, that's I can, what I'm saying. I can well, you'll, you'll have to, you'll have like to a, share there, and if, prescribe. If anybody, like, if they ever do, like, like an amateur night type prescribe. thing. Mm-hmm. Please put my name out there. I, think I, I could make start it, a show uh, called, like, uh, What a Brainerd Creep. Because oh there God. is a fucking long list I could go through and just... That would be such an honor. I could do that. It, it would get huge viewership, I would, would think, because people love Brainerd, so... And I've got, like, enough shit, I've got enough ex-girlfriends to be like, oh, fuck, you, you don't know the half. Is there a number? Let me call these guys. That would be a fun podcast. <laughs> that. Yeah. Like is this I need live? Podcast. Am I on live? <sighs> Awesome. Well, what anyway, else are we going to talk about? Fuck Elon Musk. There's also a really great song um, by Penelope Scott called Rat that you should listen to, also about Elon Musk, and it's amazing. So, hmm. one of the, lines the other thing I know about Elon cars. Musk yeah. is that he's really into the etymology of words, <laughs> and he Strange. owns etymology.com. I mean, I like etymology. Hmm. I do too. 
I think it's interesting. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like we all that I mean we all think that thought right like mm-hmm. where the fuck did that? Come I know, from? and I need to. I was thinking, I saw this in some kind of because now I'm just obsessed with ADHD memes and reels and somebody was talking about how you know like I'm on my phone all day and most of the time I'm look I'm going down rabbit holes where I saw a thing and I'm like where did that come from and I need to know so I look it up but that brings me to something else that I'm like well how did that start and I need to know that and I'm going down this nonstop. Uh, but like what did then, we do before then you have to figure out how that? to save it if you have to like tear yourself away I mean I'm not going to save it but before this, before my phone and before the internet, we still had that need to know things. So like, Tina, I hate do? your fucking cuckoo We wrote clock. shit down. Jesus Christ. Did I, cuckoo. I, I existed before the internet. I was a, a sentient young adult. Like, what I was, did I do? I, I was way know. smarter sounding <clears throat> before the internet. <laughs> I mean, weren't we all? Because we get exposed now. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Because li- no matter how much I insist that it's co- it's said grammatically, like now I, I, nobody will believe me. Start pronouncing salmon with the L and just see. What I actually happens. like it. Just do I, it. So just be like I, I well, so it's I have a real problem. Now. I have a real problem with the way words are spelled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think oh, English is a terrible horrible. Language. And I think that we're at a point now where we could just mm-hmm. like do away with all the multiple spellings of words and just yeah. come up with a agreed upon. Well, like, we've already done away with the meanings of word or the meaning of words. I mean, I look at my thing like every day, you know, and it hasn't gone away, but I've really had to learn to live with the whole fucking the fact that some fucking idiot is going to sit there and abuse the word literally fucking over and over in every conversation. And I'm like, mm, one more time, I'm going to stab you in the throat one more time. I've never heard you say that. I just, I, oh, I say literally constantly. Oh my I God, love really? it. I lean into it, but I know I'm using so it correctly. Like I know yeah, I am. The thing is, the is who the fuck uses literally correctly? It, it Okay. Think of an example. Mm-hmm. I mean, do most people know what the correct meaning is? That is what I'm like. I am using oh it incorrectly do and you, I fucking know it. Do you think, do you think people use it? Do you think people me- think it means something other than like? like you think pre- it's inconceivable? Like, like precisely and exactly mm-hmm. and like because literally is a you know I mean there's not a lot of words to say literally like exactly mm-hmm. you know in the proper context and stuff. But people like I mean because he was literally on top of me. Uh, you mean the guy driving behind you? Yeah, literally. He was literally on top of you. Yeah, but he was driving behind you. Yeah, literally on top of me. Mm-hmm. That's <sighs> funny that doesn't though. bother me at all. Oh my god, that shit you. fucking. It bothers makes me, me when people like say it all the time. Like, um, though I did love uh, Parks and Rec. I uh, think I got it from Parks and Rec, yeah. and I just started really leaning into it, and now I yeah, enjoy it um, too much. I actually loved it in Parks mm-hmm. and Rec, and. Um, was it Rob Lowe? He mm-hmm. would say literally all the time, but he, he would, would say he would actually literally, say literally, literally. Is that and that's not correct, right? No, it's literal. Well, it it is correct. It is correct. Yeah. It's How do you say the fucking word? Is it literally liter- or is it literally? It's literally. It, we, we do that with all of our T's, though. Literally. I mean, is it? Yeah, it's. Li- I'm telling you, when I get done literally. with this, when I get done with this language, there's going to be no fucking T's in literally. Like, just look at like look at the word little. How many people do you know that say little? Well, it's fully regional too. It's mm. where you live. I mean, it's 
it's whatever your regional. But yeah, every time, uh, every time Rob Lowe would say literally, I'd, I'd we'd take a drink. So. I just, God, I love Parks and Rec so much. Oh, I don't, it's a fucking I, great show. I started noticing that I do it. And once I noticed it, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do it more now. <laughs> now it's my thing. And I just <sighs> put literally. The other one, too, that everybody mm-hmm. uses incorrectly and it does not me. bother me at all is ironically. Right? I do that, too. You know? Yeah. I don't give a shit. Because, again, like, when the fuck would you actually use the mm-hmm. word ironically? See, I think. When you're singing yeah. Alanis Morissette Well, songs? like, but I mean using it correctly because she obviously didn't. Probably but I mean, never. can you come no. up with mm-hmm. a, with a, can you come up no. with an example of irony? Not really. Well, yeah. Give, okay, what is it? Like an example it's a, of irony? It's a yeah. black like fly you in your Chardonnay. <laughs> is that? No. Yeah. Like, give me, like, an actual example mm-hmm. of, of, like, that is, that is actually ironic and not just a coincidence or unfortunate or whatever. The only one I can think of is the Titanic sinking on its maiden voyage. That was ironic, right? Because it was the sh- it was a sh- it was the ship that wasn't <coughs> was unsinkable, and it goes out oh, and bam, sure. it sinks yeah. on its original voyage. That's the only example of irony I've ever really been able to come up with, and I can't think of any other like actual ironic examples. Yeah, I'm I'm a recovering grammar nerd. Um, I always have been one. It's grammatical nerd. And I'm just going to pretend that didn't happen. And I've been trying in the past several years to kind of just let that go and be like, you know, not everybody is. But I was an English major and I like grammar and I was always good at it. The one fucking word that still bothers me that has changed is supposedly because it has D's, but it has switched into supposedly, which is the wrong oh my God. fucking pronunciation. But we somehow have been like, nope, we're going to start using no, supposedly. You can't, Wait, let that, a second. you can't let that be okay. Supposedly yes. is correct. Is correct. And what's the other one? Supposedly. Supposedly. With B's. I want to say George W. Bush started that one. I could be wrong. But I feel like it came. It started coming around in the GWB years, and like, I hear so many people instead of supposedly saying, "Well, supposedly the guy went there." Supposed, it's so dry, was, it hurts so my when ears. he said strategery, oh was God. that was that grammatical? Yes, <laughs> that's what that, that's what he's Pretty doing, much, right? Yeah, making yeah. up a word that makes you sound smart, but, but it's do, wrong. Do you have to know you're making up the word? Oh, I don't think so because I do it all the time. Okay, I don't think he knew he was making up words. No, no he was no. just being. Strategery. That's the best, most honest way to do it. Okay. Oh, he was doing. Nice. He was being strategic. Have you ever played the game Balderdash? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. So much fun. My brother kills at that game. It's fantastic. That, yeah. Have you ever played that, Kyle? It's like no. It's you a, make up. I haven't played any board games. Well, there's like I've never been a board. Game it's game. like yeah, Balderdash, which is a word that means bullshit. Yeah. Um. So like or it, card games. It'll give you. I've it'll give you multiple different, really obscure words. Right. And then you write, you make up a definition, and then you have to make it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty and fun. The, actually, the well, that sounds fun. Yeah, well, the it was actually pretty fun. You got to doing the round has to pick which one's the correct one. Which one's so the like correct if word, they, right. If they pick yours, you get a point. So if you have a really big vocabulary in ob- obscure stuff, if you can stuff, sound you, really smart, see, that's here's how a problem that I have with a lot of games like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get around a table and you've got mm-hmm. six people or whatever, and you're playing and. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, like, maybe a couple of the people are not quite as up to, you know, the par of... Intellectual the, stuff. Sure. You know. No, that sucks. <laughs> that ruins the game. It almost ruins the game. Mm-hmm. Until you're playing and you realize you're that person. <laughs> that ruins the fucking game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
which which is a fucking situation like so me being like a almost a lifelong like smart person groupie um like i fucking love smart people I like to hang around with smart people. I like to. I seek out smart people. I try it's to talk like, to smart people. I, I, you know, like, and but I myself am not a smart person. If you can't, I it's like if you can't spot them. the dummy at the table, you are the dummy <laughs> you know, at the table. I, yeah, like uh, it's like a fucking like a Solieri type thing. Like how fucking Solieri, like like uh, fucking saw how fucking genius, how how fucking brilliant uh, Mozart was, mm-hmm. and he could recognize how fucking he could recognize how beautiful everything else was, and nobody was a bigger fan. Like nobody appreciated Mozart more than Solieri, but Solieri just didn't really couldn't do it himself, you know. Like fucking, so like he like that. That's how I feel about smart people. I'm like, man, I'm not a smart person, but goddamn, I really do appreciate some smart people. You're like, but then you try to do things with smart people, and it just reminds you like that you are not one of the smart people. My mom has years ago would my mom likes board games. I've always pretty much hated them, but. Uh, we used to play Trivial Pursuit a lot, and my mom just quit playing one day because my brother and I would win all the time, <laughs> and she just was like tired of playing it, and it would just be my brother and I uh, competing against each other, and nobody else there. I hate, like, I hate Trivial fun. Pursuit too because I love it so much. Because like again, I'm kind of like Kyle. I always have yeah. smart friends, and I'm always I'm always the dumb one at the table. I'm the smart I'm like, one though. That's why it's fun. Balderdash was fun with my brother because he his comedic timing is <laughs> he would write out the most absurd d- d- like oh my he would almost write an entire screenplay for what that word meant and it was so ridiculous and obviously not the right one but while the person was reading it he would sit with a perfectly straight face everybody knew it was his he never broke out laughing. He's got this ability I've never had to just completely not break a single mm. time. And ever, it was just, oh my God, it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. That Board games are fun when you don't play them correctly. That's how <laughs> I like them. But when you're sitting there like, oh. I can't even, I can't even think of the kills. last time. I fucking hate board games. Ma- Monopoly's not bad if you play for money. If you cheat. <laughs> no. Monopoly's not you, bad if you cheat. If you play for money, it's actually it's you, pretty good. What I like to do is tell twice, everyone ahead of time I'm going to cheat. Cheat profusely and then see if they can catch me cheating. And that's the only way it keeps me interested. So I'm I like, listen, I'm going to cheat. I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to cheat. But I used there to approach, five I used to approach relationships cheat. like that. I yeah, think the I mean, cheapest you can do it is $25. If mm-hmm. I get to break it down to the right. Yeah, it's been a while since I played, but I've done it a few times. But it really changes the game because all of a sudden it's, you know, it's, it's fucking it's, serious. It's if there's like 200 bucks on the line. It's one more way to make me feel bad about being a bad mom. Because my especially youngest child has really bought into the marketing behind family game night. And oh, he desperately, bullshit. desperately wants family game night. And he loves board games. Well, and I fucking just, hate Just tell them. him that you're going to play Sorry. And then when he's like, well, okay, let's play Sorry, you say, Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I have played so many goddamn games of Uno just to appease my own guilt. And I fucking hate Uno. Oh, fucking Uno. I really the idea that all families should have a family game night pisses me off. Frankly, I I hate board no. games. They're boring. I hate card games. I don't like any of that shit. Unless right. it's like dodgeball and you gotta maybe with axes. Sitting down, I I I went to my brother's house one day and he and his wife are excellent parents and play all the board games and they were playing like Settlers of Catan Junior Edition with their twins and I had to play because otherwise I'm a bad aunt. I could. I, 
I'm like, I don't understand any of these rules. And it was for children. And my twin nieces are completely schooling me at this board game. But I'm like, I don't, there's too many stupid, obscure rules. This is boring. I hate it. I don't understand why we're sitting here for two hours. (laughs) It's terrible. I had, uh, and it's not okay to like drink excessively when you're playing no, board games with not children. Not when you're well, with like eight-year-old twins. Apparently, uh, Abby and Mike um, they sent me a text message. And they were talking about game night, and I'm like, Christina's, and of course, Christina. It was like a group text or something, and Christina was like, "That sounds great," and I'm like, "I fucking hate games." <laughs> And My she's like, okay, Mr. Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. That's not a different I, thing. That's, different. Oh, that's, what I, that's what I said. Yeah. But I'm like, how do I explain how Dungeons and Dragons is totally different than fucking other games? Because I really do hate other games. I don't even know any card games. I don't even know how to play poker. I do like, like Cards Against Humanity, though. Maybe that uh, makes me basic. Never played. So, but I like it. So, oh, I, I have, so much fun. I've played it like twice. The problem is, is that it's only fun if you're playing in a group of kind of semi-like Oh, you have to have the right group, yeah. But if you're if you're playing with a bunch of soulless heathens, it's not that fun because there's that's nothing no because there's nothing you can say that's surprising. Well, it doesn't have to be surprising. So, when I have played it, uh-huh. it's been with all soulless heathens and my friend's husband came up with the greatest thing I've I, like I my stomach hurt from laughing because I was crying. And it was one where you have the two cards and you have to pick out it's like a Hallmark original, this, the story of this. You need to pick two cards, right? Blank, the story of blank. And everybody's flipping them over. The one my friend picked was Bitches, the story of women's suffrage. I still fucking laugh about that when I think about it. And about his face, because he looked so like, like he felt like he was going to get in trouble for it. And his face was red. And I... Do you re- I did, still cry. I'm sure this was your favorite so show, great. but do you remember the man show? Oh, my fucking God. Of course I do. <laughs> fucking Adam Carolla can eat a dick. Yeah, I, I like Adam Carolla. But do, there was an episode of the man show where they went out um, mm-hmm. to, like... And asked women what women's suffrage well, was. Well, to I help... Remember. No, they, had, they wanted, to, they wanted to, women sure to they sign did. on to help mm-hmm. stop women's suffrage. Yep, I remember And they had, episode. like, a petition. Would you, would you sign our petition to help stop mm-hmm. women's suffrage? And they were like... Oh, okay, yeah, sure. To and be yeah. fair, how many men would know what it was? Doesn't matter. It's still fucking hilarious. Doesn't I matter mean, if if men don't know what it is. Either. I always wonder because those things are here's the about, important right? thing. When people go around with the microphone and like ask people like simple questions and they're and then we, they just it makes edit us all out the ones who knew what they were doing. Yeah, and I'm like, God damn it! Like, how many of those do you have to go through before you find these real dumb fucks? Mm-hmm. Uh, I always wonder about that. That's that's why I hated the man show because <laughs> they went and found those fucking idiots, put it on there, and went, "Haha, look at how dumb women or, are." <laughs> or, they went to Bacchus, or that, or Pine River. No, I think that there's a lot of people that like. Oh, there's plenty of women who have no fucking idea what women's suffrage is, or when women got the right to vote, or that we couldn't vote at one point. <laughs> Just <laughs> drives me nuts. <laughs> but it doesn't mean women are fundamentally stupid. No. Which is what it I feel like the point of their show was. was look at well, these maybe. fucking broads who don't even know what it means. But it know. just means Americans, Americans are, are terrible. fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. We're idiots. Completely. Yeah. When did women get the right like, to vote? Mm, I don't remember. Actually, I do. Mm? Who cares? <laughs> Man. <laughs> and I'm that's the Kyle. right answer. Come on, Kyle. I'm going to go with 1919. You can do it. Oh, so close. 1920. Fuck. So close, though. I'm impressed. Well, Howard's I'm impressed. in. Yeah. Howard's in's amazing. That's the only reason See, I almost. I'm the smart that's the only person. reason I almost got that right. Yeah. 
That's you should watch Iron Shot Angels that came out on HBO. It's way more entertaining and Iron Shot Angels. Iron Jawed, like oh. Jaw Angel. It's oh, Iron Jawed Angels. It's a movie on there, HBO I was like, years ago. No, I, was, I thought maybe they were in some sexy. Costumes. I have it on the DVD. No, it's about Alice Paul and the <laughs> women's suffrage movement. It's okay, not sexy. That's so the opposite of sexy. Costumes. Sorry. Yeah. All right. We guys got anything else? Um, join the join the divorce revolution. There you go. Everybody, get on board. I'm so cynical Unless that now like I look at all my friends and I'm like, she's going to get on the terrain eventually and she's going to get on. The, I, ju- I just, I have no hope left for anybody. Yeah. That's, that's who I am now. So. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and listen to Secular Soup. And if you do get married. Yeah, do check out. get married before 40. Do check out sec- Secular Definitely. Soup. Definitely. It's yeah. on all the podcasters thingies. Yep. I've been trying to do shorter clips on YouTube of fun stuff, so. I want to be back on the show someday. I feel like I, well, yeah. I, I feel like I was not good last time. I feel like I'm not good on every show I go on, because um, that's just how it is. We feel that way too. Yeah, here we are. I don't ever feel that way. <laughs> I was, I, every, I, no, every time I get done with the show, I'm like we fucking nailed Dude, it. That we we, oh we we'll message each other like that was a fucking good one. Yeah, fuck See, yeah, it we, was. Amy and I are the opposite. I'm never gonna listen to it. Every time we finish recording, we're like, oh, that was a fucking joke and then i listen to it later and i'm like that was actually really so good the thing is is and it probably does come through is mm-hmm. that we enjoy just doing it so much that yeah it like even if it even if everything we said was complete drivel you had fun we doing still it. had fun saying it yeah that was That's the whole why point. It's spitballing sometimes i i end it and we'll both go that was we stayed on topic for like an <laughs> hour. That's yeah. impressive. We, we that wouldn't know what that was like. Yeah, that's never happened. Uh, um, so all of you <laughs> fans out there, all seven of you, <laughs> um, we promise it won't be so long. Mm-hmm. Word. Yeah, we'll be back soon. But I'll until then. That was a good one. <laughs> See what I mean about the men and the confidence and just so, you know, sure oh, that you man. did things correctly. And I got the blues so bad one time it put my face in a permanent frown. You know I'm feeling so much better I could cake walk into town I woke up this morning feeling so good You know I laid back down again Throw your big leg over me mama I just might not feel this good again My baby, oh my baby I love way she walks when my girl gets sleepy i love the way she baby talks my work done got scarce honey all my work it done got hard i spent the whole day stealing chickens mama from the rich folks yard
on a picnic in the country, mama, and stay all day. I don't care if I don't do nothing, just while my time away. I got the blues so bad one time, it put my face in a permanent frown. You know I'm feeling so much better, I could keep walking the town. 